Peter, Matthew, James, all names of apostles. Peter was a fisherman. Belcour owned a fishing fleet. Matthew was a tax collector, leasing work for the IRS. So the guy's some kind of a zealot. The numbers he carved on the victims are chapter and verses from the Bible. Peter, chapter 1, verse 19. 119. But with precious blood, as of a lamb, unblemished and unspotted, Christ. The message was written in lamb's blood. Matthew 24, 27. For as the lightning cometh out of the east and shineth unto the west, so shall also be the coming of the Son of Man. All the victims were 33 years old, the same age as Christ when he died. All three died a week apart of each other on a Friday, the same day Christ died. The guy's rebuilding the body of Christ. You say he's actually rebuilding a body? Yes. He's killed a person a week for the last three weeks. He's halfway through. If he stays on his Friday schedule, that'll take three more weeks. What three weeks from now? Easter. Listening to the Buzz Kill Podcast. I am the devil, and I am here to do the devil's work. It is episode 181. Welcome to the Buzz Kill Podcast, where today we're celebrating Easter the only way we know how by getting hopped up on Easter spirit. Yeah, because that could very easily be the title of like a like a kid's Easter special. <laughs> and maybe that's why I said it like Barney. I have no idea. I, I never, I honestly, I never know how I'm going to say the title until it comes flying out of my mouth. Hopped, and it, and it always hopped sounds... up on Easter spirit. I have no idea where that came from. That's so fucking stupid. <laughs> What's going on, guys? I'm Mike. Hi, I'm Jim. And uh, I have not been drinking since noon today, oh, which is a good thing. Good. <laughs> which is a very good thing. Good, man. <laughs> what the fuck happened last week? <laughs> last week was a little rough, huh? It, I um, actually, admittedly, it was, I haven't yeah. listened to the episode, but hey, Mindless Genius said that it was funny. I Sure. He, he also... He thinks... I also got... Oh yeah, I also got, got burned on my uh, my crawl opinions uh, with him, too. Yeah, you got a little which, lampooned. Um, which I have an update on. Yeah. By the way, oh, God. I have an update on. You changed uh, your So right mind. off the bat, right off the bat, let's uh, let's address the giant pink elephant in the room. Okay. Okay. Uh, I uh, I got a bit uh, like you said lampooned <clears throat> online, not just from Genius, uh, from some of the people on uh, Twitter as well, yeah. and some other friends of mine when I told them what I thought of it. <laughs> nobody nobody understood my my way of thinking on this. I re- so I rewatched Crawl two days ago. Did you really? I did, and um, or three days ago. I, I, my days are blurring Doesn't together. Doesn't matter, these days. dude. All the days um, are the same. I rewatched it, and I um, you know watching any movie on a second time around, it's always a different viewing thing because you know what's coming, you know. Oh yeah. Um, so I rewatched it, and I I will say this: I was able to enjoy it for just being a dumb croc attack movie or alligator attack movie, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Um, that being said. I do not take back a single thing that I said about it on the show. Really? I still feel the exact same way. It's it's the character work. I can't it's and it's more so that it's more so their acting 
that bothered me still the second time around than it was even like the leg breaks and all that, which still bothered me, but I just tried to look past that part of it. It's, it's their performances that drive me fucking banana sandwiches. Like I just, I I can't, I don't get that dude. Like, I don't, I I don't even know how, like I, I seriously cannot. I don't know. I, what you're saying doesn't resonate with me whatsoever. I don't get it. Well, I don't, hey, I don't, that's fine. Like I said, it's, like it's one we're man's watching, opinion. It's like we're watching two different movies. No, it's not one. It's, it's not one man's opinion. It's your opinion. and You're a piece of shit. It's funny. <laughs> well, that's true. <laughs> it's. I find it very funny though that uh, there. Here's a movie that everybody loved that I just couldn't get into. Right, and then we're talking about a movie tonight that, quite frankly, is one of the greatest movies I've ever seen in my entire <laughs> life. Yet, is one of the worst movies ever made. <laughs> course that's par for that's um, par for the course which, for michael which we didn't uh we didn't say what we were watching yet should we say it now or should we wait for the beer no we'll wait for the beer okay we'll wait for the beer yeah but it is our easter episode i don't, I don't know so, why we uh, would it's... suddenly change change our fucking format after 181 <laughs> episodes or whatever i don't know i'm pretty sure i drank all memory of how we do the show away last week <laughs> so that's between between true. last week and wednesday i'm pretty sure i've killed myself twice oh yeah um, Speaking of yeah. speaking of Wednesday, uh, that's that's part of what we've had going on the last week. Uh, we did a little social social distancing meetup with uh, me and Mike and our buddy John, who's been on the show a couple times. Mm-hmm. Yep. So we all took our uh, we all took our spots on my porch, uh, about Good ten feet from each other. About I'd say we we were even closer to maybe twenty feet <laughs> twenty feet apart. You were way well, off. Me and you were for sure. But... Yeah. Yeah, I'm not taking no chances. I know how disgusting you guys are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think at that point, I maybe not. I, I, I might not have showered for three or four days. So it's, it's quite possible I was carrying something, if not COVID nineteen, something else rancid. <laughs> um, some it's like yesterday's salami sandwich stuck to your ass. That's that's what you were carrying around. <laughs> um. Yeah. So I, what what else have you had going on? Not a whole lot, man. Um, I it, they, it's quarantine. I mean, what 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 can there possibly be going on? You know, like I uh, I worked all day today. I worked a ten hour day today. Let's not get into that. Oh, oh, are you an essential worker? Um, uh, let's let's not get into that because because <laughs> no, James, because no, James, I'm not an essential worker yet. I was still at work for ten hours today. Sounds to, um, sounds to me like sounds to me like somebody's not following the rules of that woman from Michigan. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of, I was I was reading today about uh, about Whitmer. Apparently, she's on like the short list for Biden's running mate. I didn't realize that, which seems weird. But it's I don't I don't I don't even know that's what to a, say that's about a thing. that. I don't personally like I, I I don't I don't like Gretchen Whitmer personally. Uh, I don't. I, she's not bad. I, th- no, I think I, I, I think, think that I think that I I think that when she was I think that when she was younger she was probably a babe. Do you get that sense? Um, a little bit. I've seen pictures of her from when she was younger. She was she was a bit babe. Was she? Yeah. I wouldn't say like like she wasn't like a babe Reno, but she was like a a babery. A babery, you know. Okay, just babery, you know. <laughs> I I don't <laughs> didn't quite, I don't didn't like quite get the Eno yet. <laughs> I don't I don't like her that much. I don't know what it is about her that I don't like. I I just don't. I like don't her. dislike her. Uh, I don't dislike her. Um, I don't know. I'm like I'm like sixty forty on her. I guess I suppose you know. 
Well, she's been she's been the reason we bring her up because she's been spatting with Trump and stuff like that over <laughs> medical supplies and a yeah. whole bunch of other stuff, and it's it's been childish to say the least. Yeah, but uh, apparently weird. she's on the short list though for uh, for Biden, which which don't get me wrong, she's been in politics for like the last fourteen years. Like, oh she's, sure, she's yeah. not like she's not new. Like she could totally do it. I just never would have pictured her on that list. So that's interesting. But um, no, like I said, I just been uh, I've been watching a lot of movies, been catching up on TV. I uh, I binged the show on Netflix called The Pharmacist. Oh yeah, uh, how, that, how was that? Aaron Aaron I was liked, watching that I, too. I liked it a lot. I thought it was really good. It's about a about a guy, a pharmacist who uh, whose son uh, gets killed in a drug deal, and he hunts down the killer on his own because the cops aren't doing anything. <clears throat> but then when he goes back to work, he realizes that there's another drug problem, which is was the very beginning of the opioid yeah, uh, gonna, epidemic. Yeah, it's all tied into uh, like doctors and it's all about prescribing and stuff. Aaron was well, telling one, me about, one in particular. Yeah, yeah, I liked it. I thought it was really good. Man, Aaron I was telling it me all a little in one bit night, so. about that that doctor, and uh, it's it's a female doctor, right? The one yep. who was over, yep. and people were like literally waiting in in line for days, for days, and yeah. then would just show up, and it was like a two hundred fifty dollar flat rate, and they would get whatever that like hundreds of pills. She and wrote shit. That's so fucked up. She wrote over a hundred, I think it was hundred and fifty thousand prescriptions for eighty milligram oxycotton in one year. Gross, dude. Yeah, it's the, but the, the the show itself though is really really good. I uh, highly recommend it uh, for people who like docu series and stuff. But um, I started watching Tiger King for the third time. <laughs> what? Why? I just love it. I'm not watching it like I only put it on it as the third time for background. To oh, be so with you, I was cleaning yeah. the house. But you, you just um, you just like hearing <laughs> you just like hearing Joe fucking exotics voice in the background. <laughs> that's a that's a really good impression. Thanks, man. <laughs> It's probably not that good. You're just you're hearing it over bad speakers. Um, it's true. Okay, so I will I will say, so I I still have an episode plus about twenty minutes left. I'm like six and a half episodes in. Uh, mm-hmm. There was one there was one part that like shocked me to my core, and I was like, holy shit. Which part? Uh, I'm not gonna say it. Uh, Everybody's it, seen it at this point. I think uh, you're the last person to see it. It so. <laughs> had it had to do with the campaign manager seeing something, and you just see him. Oh it, yeah, it involved the yeah. campaign manager watching one of Joe's husbands yep. do something. I'm not gonna say it just in case anybody out there still hasn't watched it. I know that I'm probably the last person to watch it, but um, mm-hmm. that no, that, that was, was very shocking. shocking. That was crazy. That was pretty shocking. The but, fact uh, that it was like legit footage too was yeah, crazy. Yeah. Like that's like that nuts. was the most genuine reaction that you you would ever see from a person. My screen just well, went away. Okay, here we go. I'm well, good. I see you're doing your own impression of Tiger King right there with that uh, that nice lion in the background. Oh, dude, it's, you it's like nicely, that? It's nicely, it's nicely placed. Only the problem is that you put it in the center of the shot where your head is, so you're covering up its head. Ah, shit! I, I, didn't I can't, uh, I can't, I can't get the full glory of of this lion. I I put I, it I'm... I put it back there to send you a video, <laughs> you and Greg a video earlier today. Did you notice that this line was in the background of my uh, announcement that I, I sent to you well, and Greg? Well, well, yes, because it was like 60% of the shot. Of course. For good reason. <laughs> um, I put it back. I do need to move it over this way a little bit, though, huh? Yeah. Yeah, that's, a good, go. that's a good James, backdrop. James has a, has a majestically painted bust of a lion on his wall, and it's great. It was actually, it was painted, I think, in the 60s or the 70s by my Uncle Frog's mom. And it scared. It used to scare the shit out of me, cause it it hung right at the end of their hallway in Caseville, 
And I would mm-hmm. like, I would get up in the middle of the night to go get a drink of water, and I'd see this fucking thing staring me down. Because look at that, that's the king of the yeah, jungle. Oh, that's that. That's yeah, that's that's menacing. <laughs> Until I realized when there, I was older, it's really not that menacing. And I was like, I want that painting, and I got it. I love it so there's much. Two, there's there's two takeaways from the story. A, you know that you grew up in the sticks if you have somebody named Uncle Frog in your family. <laughs> and B, I think everybody can relate to to some 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 family member like when you were kids and you used to stay over their house or used to be there. There was something in your fam- in at least one of your family members' houses that just creeped you the fuck out cuz I oh, know yeah. I had it. What was it's it? It's in my aunt's it's in my aunt and uncle's house uh in uh, Muskegon, <laughs> other side of the state in Michigan. And it's this tapestry that's hanging it's still to this day was hang, it a, hanging was in their, it a pile- of meth. It was it was a tapestry of this weird creature that sort of looked like the creeper from Jeepers Creepers, but it had like a hook hand and it was carrying like a lantern on the other hand, but then it had like a face like Jeff Goldblum's fly. Like it was like the, the full on mutated Jeff Goldblum's it, it, it is why why single, do they have this thing? It is the single creepiest piece of wall art I've ever seen in my life. Do they still have and it? I, Yes, and I want it so bad. Can you like every time I'm every time I'm there, I tell them I so what if you ever get rid of this, I want it. Have like, them hands down. Have them take a picture of it and send it to you because I gotta see this thing. Yeah, I'll I'll, I'll see if I can. Like what no, don't see if it, you can. Do it. I, I this sounds fuck bizarre. Why would your aunt and uncle have it on their wall? Like this is a painting it, of a lion. This this makes <laughs> sense to have on your wall. <laughs> but some weird Creepy Jeepers Creepers hook-handed serial killer looking dude. That doesn't make any sense dude, for an aunt and uncle to have. And we used to, all of us kids used to stay the night in the basement there where it was always hung up. So I would wake up at like two o'clock in the morning and this thing would be on the wall just staring at me. And it yeah. was the, like I said, the creepiest fucking thing ever. I'll see if I can get a picture of it though. Yeah, that's rad, dude. Um, Definitely but do yeah, it. yeah, it's, it's crazy. <clears throat> anyway, um, hey, it's Easter week, James. Oh, um, well, I, I guess never mind what I have going on in my life, Jesus. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. What do you, what do you have going on, James? Uh, well, I'll start with the bad first. Okay. I ha- we have two cars. They both broke down. You know why? That's, that's usually how that happens. Because that's my life, right? <laughs> so, uh, actually, one of, them, one of them I got fixed up myself. It just needed a battery charge, so that's not bad. The other one... Oh, that's not, that's not bad. The other one I actually had to take to the shop. The Buick had leaky spark plug tube seals oh so there was just oil leaking onto the spark plug so i felt like this it felt like it was chugging all the time and it's because Mm -hmm. the spark plugs were all misfiring like the cylinders were firing in in random order basically jeez thanks grandpa baird yeah didn't take care of his car god (laughs) gave me a lemon you bitch (laughs) rest Rest, in peace grandpa i love you very much um and uh it, it it looks like I'm a character from one of the movies tonight. Right it now. does, yeah, yeah. You look like you look like you have no arms whatsoever. That's weird, dude. Stop doing that. Um, and then, uh, and then, so both cars, you know, gone. Mm-hmm. And then also my water heater crapped out yesterday, or two days For ago. For some reason. And then I got it fixed yesterday. What? Could you say that your water broke? <laughs> I, su- <laughs> I suppose you could say that, yeah. But on the plus side. Here's the major plus, uh, and this is only a plus to me after it happened because I was really not on board with it. We got a bunny. Oh, hey. Just in time for Easter. We got a little tiny baby bunny, and we named it Cookie because it looks like an Oreo, but Oreo seemed, it you does. know, Oreo seemed too. Too cliche. Yeah, too cliche. So we named it, uh, so its full name 
is uh, you could have you could have named it double stuff. <laughs> my, it's its full name according to my daughter is Cookie Oreo Baird, followed by her name, which I'm not going to say her name on this show because you <laughs> fucking weirdos out there, I don't want you knowing what my daughter's name is. But um, it's, yeah, so it's it's it's, it's Sebastian. It's Sebastian. That's, that's so if my daughter's name Sebastian. was Sebastian, the full name of this bunny is Cookie Oreo Baird Sebastian, which is just <laughs> the, the cutest, it's the cutest, <laughs> cutest thing ever. The, the, uh, it, but the, dude, the bunny I, is pretty I, cute. But I, I got so attached to this thing so quickly. I love it. She's so cute. Yeah. Until it starts flinging poop out of its cage and, don't uh, even and care. then it becomes just a pain in the ass. No, man, I don't you even will. care. You will. Trust I, me. I cleaned out her cage. I had for one. The... Yeah. No, I had one too because we were living together at the time and you go, hey, we have a rabbit now. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, and by the way, its cage is going on top of the sweet uh, table that your dad made with your, your name spelled out in beer caps with epoxy or resin poured over it and it's going it to scratch the shit out of it. It was, it was a good place it. for it. No, it was a good place for it. You son of a bitch. <laughs> I did love that bunny though. That was a very nice bunny, Marley. And then it and then it committed suicide. <laughs> it's true. Lep lepicide? Lepicide. It just wouldn't it just it literally it I it um I had it out one time I was cleaning its cage or whatever and I was taking it out or I was just holding it because you know you familiarize yourself with your animals. Of course. And uh, I had taken it out or whatever, and some days that thing would have been to- it was totally fine being held. Other days it wanted nothing to do with it, and I was trying to get her out, and I was just trying to get her back in the cage, and she jumped out of my arms, and so I tried to like aim her to where she was i'm sorry him it was a he not a, not a she that's a whole nother story but um but i aimed it at the uh, top of the cage to get to at least jump on the top of the cage and it it hit the top of the cage jumped again nailed the wall and then fell down to the floor and i'm pretty okay. sure that it got bra- i'm pretty sure it had brain damage or something afterwards because it died like two or three days later and it was like super lethargic and all that and it, yeah oh, it, was pretty, it, was, it was it was the least I guess I guess quick because it didn't last you know weeks or anything like that. But I always forget um, how that went down, and it's so sad. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, it was crazy. Such a bummer. Uh, yeah, long story short, I thought it was a uh, a chick bunny until its giant gangly ass tentacle dick came out, and I realized, oh god. Yeah, rabbits not have a, it's not rabbits, a, rabbits have weird dicks, huh? I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Huh. It looks it looks like a Lovecraftian monster. Well, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm glad that at least we think, as far as I know, we have a female bunny then. Yeah, yeah, you say that now. I'm just, I'm just saying. <laughs> Until that thing comes crawling out. <laughs> All right. Well, I think, uh, I think that's, that's it for what we've had going on this week. Yes, and sir. speaking of giant <laughs> weird tentacle dicks, <laughs> let's get into some <laughs> corrections. <laughs> Stupid! You're so stupid! All right. Uh, so we got a couple of things wrong last week. Um, let's see here. Uh, we said that I said that Jansen was five miles away from us. And you said no. It's like three, right? Yeah. Three point five. Yeah. He's exactly four point five miles away from us. So I was closer, bitch. <clears throat> um, sorry, I, that's my I petty always, my petty correction for the week. <laughs> my sense of distance is as the crow flies. In paces. <laughs> Well, no, as the crow flies. So, like, as the crow well, flies from me to Jansen, I'm guessing is three miles well, without having well, to take can... any of the turns. Straight line from me to Jansen, I'm going to say three miles. Okay, so, you can so, figure that out on your own time. So, screw your um, map quest. A tube sock. 
You wanted to know what the difference between a tube sock and a regular sock was. You were really digging does, for corrections this week, huh? A tube sock does not have the heel stitched into the sock. Like, it doesn't have that angle that most socks do, you know? A yeah. tube sock is just literally oh, a straight Oh, yeah, tube. that makes sense. Yeah. That's that's why it's the best for uh, for going on your schwanz, unless you have, like, a horrible, crooked schwanz. And then the the normal that's why I, that's why i like a good pair of hanes like they got that ni- nice arch to it you know you got the you got the extreme right curve or yeah, left you know, whatever that, I don't... That, that, that the big bulbous heel is good for my uh never mind um <laughs> um you were right uh i was wrong stacy's mom of course I was. was not was not from a movie the song that i was thinking of was scotty doesn't know from Eurotrip. Scotty doesn't know that Fiona and me do it in my van on Sundays. <laughs> yes, that one. That's Such what I was thinking of when, when, movie. when we were talking about uh, Stacy's mom. That's what I was thinking of. Okay. And then also, the one correction that actually does have anything to do with last week's episode, uh, Baru, who is the giant saltwater croc at the Toledo Zoo. Uh, first off, it's a saltwater croc, not an alligator. We said that Baru was an alligator. It is not. Uh, and we also said that he was 21 feet long. Yeah. He's only 17 feet long. So is he really? if we think if we think that that 17 foot long saltwater croc, which is the biggest in captivity. Baru is a saltwater croc? Yes. Oh. Um, and if we thought that at 17 feet long, it looked like the gigantic dinosaur that it is. Can you imagine a 25 or 27 foot long one in the wild that talked yeah, about in rogue screw that jesus dude. christ <laughs> <laughs> my write-up no, for last week's episode you. was accurate then <laughs> what's up oh, oh you mean the animal no dude those things are scary as fuck because <laughs> they are yeah no shit. i don't want to be anywhere um, where there's crocodiles or alligators to be perfectly honest with you they scare no the this shit is what i'm talking i mean i'm cool from a distance like i feel like florida gators are kind of like Florida people. Yeah, they're kind of crazy, but they're usually all just old and pretty docile, you know? So I'm okay with like Florida gators, but you, I don't think that I would want to, like, I do want to go to Australia. I said this last week, but every single time you see something from there, it's like, fuck no, I don't want to go to Australia. You ever seen that video of that anaconda pulling a sheep up the side of a fucking mountain? You ever yes. seen that? Yes, yeah. That's what's in Australia. That is what's waiting for you. Yeah, screw that, dude. <laughs> Right? Yeah, I don't, Australia seems really awesome, but like, oh man, Every, like they they tell like that's that's a pretty common thing. Like they say, everything in Australia is trying to kill you. Yeah, all the time. It's like you go there, you get bit by a mosquito, and and the guy you're with is like, no, it's not a mosquito, mate. That's a <laughs> duper 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 do, and you're going to die in five seconds. <laughs> Sweet, I'm dead. So much to uh. say about about everything that you just said. <laughs> Adop, 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 adop. The accent changed five <laughs> times. I, I think, I think, I think it was. It started in off some strong, way. though. It started off strong. <laughs> um, okay. Oh. Anyway, those are uh, those are all the corrections I had. Did you have anything? No, I haven't listened to the episode from last week. I no. just, I still have to. So I mean, I mean I've, I've listened to some of it, but just not all of it. And uh, what do you what do you, what do you have a wife and kids you're trying to take care of? <laughs> right. <laughs> Taking up time All for right. my day, you pricks. All right. Well, that uh, brings us to, uh, it's Easter week, James. It is Easter week. It's Easter. And we're even hopped though it's a, up on Easter spirit. Even though it's a weird quarantined Easter, it's still Easter. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. My uh, my, my beautiful mother is still cooking an Easter feast and of putting course. it in uh, two to-go containers <laughs> that I'm going to go to her house and get, so I'm still going to get an Easter dinner. 
Just make sure you spray I, uh, it with Lysol before you eat it. <laughs> oh, I will. Ly- oh, don't you Ly- worry. Lysol, Lysol has become America's favorite new seasoning. <laughs> little, they should they should make oh they should make a food a food grade Lysol called called Spiceall. Spice Spiceall, <laughs> and it'll come in different flavors. And you can spray it directly on no, your food, it's gotta be, and it disinfects your food, and also enhances the flavor at the same time. It, it's got to be the same flavors as the actual cleaners, though, like like lemon lime and uh, <laughs> like I don't know, like what's like what's blue? What is what's the blue flavor? Lavender, fresh linen. <laughs> <laughs> I just love a I just love the a good steak. fresh linen turkey dinner. <laughs> the steak is really good, but you know what's missing? Fresh linen. <laughs> oh man all right so anyway this oh. week we're uh we're hopped up on the easter spirit we're talking about the movie <laughs> the movie resurrection from 1999 yep. uh which is uh which was it's uh it's kind of like uh we did um seven and animorph a couple weeks ago and this falls in line i wish we would have done this movie instead of animorph <laughs> yeah um, yeah for but, sure but uh and then the other, the other, this the other movie, movie this was, movie wanted to be seven so bad though, right? Oh well, there's there's straight actually, rips se- in actually it. several movies. Um, and then yeah. and then um, also also our, our our surprise movie, our surprise movie, which was just just a treat, just a, it's, an, it's an absolute treat, <laughs> an absolute treat. Uh, Night of the Lepus. Yes, which I've always called the, it Night of the Lepus, but they actually say in the movie it's Lepus. They do say lepus. So, I've said it both ways because I had no idea what was correct. Um, Le- lepus, but, uh, lepus sounds better to me. Like that sounds more Latin to me than lepus. Well, there's. I have a story about the name and the original uh, idea for this movie. I actually did a little bit of research for it. So okay. Um, but yeah, this was um, this was. If you've never heard of it by title, this is the crazy giant monster-sized cute bunny rabbit killer movie. So cute. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so you're getting a little bit of everything for this Easter. You're getting you're getting the religious side with resurrection, which mm-hmm. is literally about a cut up body of Jesus. <laughs> and then you have the Easter bunny part of Easter with giant cuddly killer mutant bunnies. Yeah, we're covering all it's, bases. We're covering all win-win. Easter bases. Um and to go along with that, I'm actually really excited to try this out. This is from Perrin Brewing Company, Carrot Cake Cream Ale. Yeah. And what does she say here? She says, Pour out a slice of sweet and creamy carrot cake, blended with real carrots, pineapple, and lactose. Oh, Jake can't have this one. Uh, with a wide variety of specialty malts for a rich cake flavor and malty backbone. Crafted, I, crafted in Michigan, USA. Of course it is, because that's where all the best beer is made, baby. I don't know if I like carrot cake. Oh, really? I can't. I don't think that I've had carrot cake since I was a li- way little, wee little kid. And I know I didn't like it when I was like six. You know. Here's the uh, thing: is I, 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 I don't think- know that. I like it though. I don't. I think little kids don't like carrot cake because of the idea of what it is. I think so too. No, carrot, I think so too. Carrot cake is delicious, though. Most carrot cake has like a nice, uh, 
Like a nice like white glaze on it too, right? Like a frosting, like a white glazy frosting. White glaze. It's <laughs> you know it's, what I'm talking yeah, about. it's typically it's typically like a like a almost like a whipped sort of yeah. frosting on top. Oh, light. What's, what's whipped? It's whipped before it's glazed. <laughs> light and fluffy, <laughs> uh, which is a which which is nice because carrot cake itself is usually. I hate all of these words I'm about to use. Uh, carrot. Uh, Carrot cake itself is usually pretty dense. It's like dense but fluffy at the same time, if that makes any sense. And it's also and very moist. And it's also very moist. It is. So, it so is very. So, it is very moist. Uh, so it's like a very orange, very moist towelette. Is that is, is that basically what carrot cake is? <laughs> sure. <laughs> um. But I love carrot cake. I I used to not like it when I was little for the exact reason that I just told you. Because I was like, mm-hmm. carrots, yuck. But then if you yeah. gave me a carrot, I would eat the shit out of it. But there was something about the idea of having a carrot and a cake that I didn't like. Well, but of course, like apples, of course though. it's delicious because kids are give idiots. Me, give me an apple. I'll eat the shit out of an apple. I don't like apple pie, though. <clears throat> well, that's just weird. You know? That's un-American. Yeah, I know. All right. Cheers. Cheers, brother. Chink. Chink, chink. Oh. That is very carroty. Wow. Damn, damn it if that is delicious. I did not expect it to taste like real carrot juice. That t- not that tastes like carrot cake, dude. That it the tastes spice that that Lysol spice, that spice all <laughs> the spice all. <laughs> it's really coming through. No, but you do. You get the um you most get the spice in your nose a little bit. That clove? Yeah. There's like yeah. cinnamon cinnamon and clove. Cinnamon. <laughs> Cinnamon, cinnamon and clove, and uh, and carrot, and gosh, that's good. That's really good. <laughs> I just sounded wow. like I just sounded like my great grandfather. <laughs> gosh, gosh, that's good. <laughs> yeah, uh, dude. This is I don't. There's not much else to say about it. If you've ever had, I mean, granted, I can't say because I haven't had it in forever, but. If this is what carrot cake tastes like, I'm in. This is what carrot cake tastes like. It's then actually I'm in. it's this it's incredible how much like carrot cake this tastes. It's really wild. Um if you're a fan of beer flavored beer, which we are, but we mm-hmm. also like other flavored beers. If you're a fan of beer flavored beer, you're not gonna like this. Probably not, no. If you're a fan of <laughs> carrot cake though, you will like this a lot. Or it's very, carrot it's very, flavored beers. Or carrot Flavored beers, yeah. Because you know, there's there's a lot of those. <laughs> when did I peak? When would that have even happened? Come on, amateur hour. I don't. <clears throat> I don't All right. Know, well, uh, anyway, that's what we're drinking, well, and that's what we're talking about. Let's get into the bleed feed. Right, uh, got a couple of uh, couple of deaths to get out of the way here. Right on top. Um, okay, rest in peace to filmmaker. And I'm going to get this wrong. I'm going to apologize for it right off the bat. But filmmaker Nabuhiko Obayashi. Nabuhiko Obayashi. Actually, I think they did pretty good with that. Um, he is the director that uh, behind the Japanese movie Hausu. 
um, uh, more known in, in uh, the states as House. It's that it's that movie with a cover. You've probably seen the cover. It's an orange cover with like a hand drawn, like almost it almost looks like a cat on the on the fr- on the front. How do you spell a house who? Hasu H A U S U. Uh, but he was the uh, he was a filmmaker behind that. That was his debut film. Uh, he passed away this week at the age of eighty two. Um, Hasu came out in nineteen seventy seven. Um, and uh, yeah, it was a pretty monumental film. It was made. Uh, it was made because the Japanese uh, market wanted something that was like sort of Jaws, like sort of Jaws like after Jaws came out. Okay. And so this was kind of what they had uh, come out with. Uh, Obayashi has uh, been battling lung cancer for the last several years, so it would appear that he had uh, has succumbed to that uh, to that battle. Is so, uh, this the? Can you see this? Is this the cover you were talking about? I can't see that. You can't. See no, that it is all. not. No, it is not. Okay, that looks like a house on top of something. Well, because it's the same. It's the same movie. That might be just alternate art for it, though. Yeah. Uh, yeah. James was showing me in the uh, video camera here. No. For anybody wondering. Yeah, I think you got it right. Nobuhiku Obayashi. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, look at that. Look, look, look at me go. Yeah. Uh, okay, so speaking of Jaws, uh, rest in peace to actress Lee Farrow. Uh, she passed away at the age of 91 years old this week. Um, Lee Farrow played Mrs. Kinter, Kintner, uh, who was the woman whose uh, son was killed mm-hmm. in the beginning of Jaws. And I think that it's fair to say that her character is uh, monumentally important to the film because without her going up to Rory Shire and you know, crying at his feet, being like, why didn't you do something? Why didn't you do something? That was pretty much the whole catalyst for him to want to go out and kill that son of a bitch shark. Yeah. You know? That so, like, she was kind shark. of... So she was kind of, like, the the linchpin in his story, at least, to, to go out and, you know, take down Bruce. So... At, uh, at the same time, you kind of let your six- or seven-year-old son float, like, 300 yards out from shore. On a little nobody raft. said nobody said that she was a good mother. I'm just saying that she was a good character. <laughs> uh, I'll agree uh, with she, that. Yes, she passed away at 91 years old this week, and unfortunately, <clears throat> I can report that she died from complications of COVID 19. Oh man! So uh, yeah, okay. the um, I, I say this not not in jest or anything like that, but I feel like at the Oscars this year, the in memoriam section is going to be crazy yeah uh, yeah yeah you know i mean you could even like yeah well i mean have have many have many people in the uh in the film world really succumb to it or well this is the third one that we've covered just in our genre is it you know so i have to so i have to imagine there's a lot more you know yeah elsewhere yeah uh, and a lot that, and, and and a lot also, that we're just not even also, hearing of and also this is far from over so Exactly, exactly. Yeah. Oh, um, okay, and Bummer. our third death of the week, uh, and arguably the one that uh, uh, hits closest to home for us. Uh, James, I'm going to let you take this one away. Do you actually want me to play the video, or am I going to say <laughs> the thing? <laughs> I was hoping you were just going to do it live. So, uh, uh, rest... <laughs> I, 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 I think I should just send you the video, and you should plug it in. Okay, Can I'm gonna say that? it first, and then we'll have a we'll have a we'll, okay. So this week, this week, rest in peace uh, to the Human Centipede star Dita Leza, which is Leza. The he has he had quite possibly one of the greatest names I think in cinema history. Dita I think Leza. that's fair to say. 
Dieter, Dieter Laser. Dieter Laser. Yeah. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> uh, so he passed away uh, at the age of 78 years old. He actually passed away on February 29th. Uh, however, his family is just now kind of putting word out that he did indeed pass. Mm. Um, yeah, that's so about I mean, a month. I get that. You know, you take a little sure. time for yourself and the family. Sure. Yeah, so this is about a little, little over a month back. Uh, so he was most most notably known for the Human Centipede, and then he came back in the Human Centipede 3. But his career was way more, you know, far-spanning than than the, just that. Yeah, he actually um, won a, uh, um, <clears throat> as far as I know, uh, like the German equivalent of the Academy Awards, I think. Oh, has he? For, okay. For best performance in a in a movie, I can't remember the name of the movie, but uh, it mentioned it in in the article. Human Centipede. About his love. <laughs> oh, we love uh, those Shiza movies. <laughs> feed her. <laughs> um, but yeah, horror fans though will always know him best for uh, for that role. Um, which, you know, even um, what's his name, the guy that uh, that directed those movies, uh, um, Tom Six. Tom Six, he uh, he actually put like a really nice thing up online yeah. about how about how you know he was so proud to have literally changed pop culture with him, and and they yeah, did said, for yeah. all intents and purposes. He like said, I can't believe he passed. Like, he's such a great guy, and I and I'm so privileged to have created pop culture with him because they really did. Like whether did. you like whether you like the Human Centipede movies or not, you've mm-hmm. heard of them and you know oh, yeah. what it is. They and left- you've joked around about it and you've mentioned it to your friends. Like it's fu- it it was a phenomenon, you know? They left their mark the same way that a movie like Cannibal Holocaust did, you know? Like right. not everybody likes it, but everyone knows at least what it is. They've exactly. heard the name before. Exactly. Um except for my mother. She probably doesn't know what either. <laughs> she probably probably shouldn't know what either are. <laughs> is that when everybody yeah. holds hands and says nice things to each other? That's when they hold on to each other's assholes and they shut in each other's mouths. Oh. Oh. I need to go pray. <laughs> I'm hungry. Um, <laughs> anyway, Dita Laser was 78 years old. Um, the following is going to be a, a tribute that James sent to me earlier today. We're gonna I, we're gonna put it in here uh, when I edit this together. We we might even post it on Instagram because you really sort of need the video to go along with it. Little bit. We should do that. I unintentionally dressed up exactly like the. <laughs> I think it was the the Nazi from Indiana Jones. <laughs> you, it was it was the Nazi from Indiana Jones mixed with uh, Christopher Lloyd from Who Framed Roger Rabbit. <laughs> oh, dude, with the round glasses. <laughs> yes. Yeah, and that's and, exactly and, what I was and, thinking and, of. And to be clear, I say I said unintentionally. I was not. I was not dressing like a Nazi on purpose, <laughs> and I and and I was not. I, it, although I sent this as a joke to 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 Mike and Greg, I wasn't sending this out of any form of disrespect. We truly loved Dieter Laser. We thought he mm-hmm. was just the coolest sort of like offbeat craziest dude and we talked about him me and greg talked about him all the time so when i sent it i sent it out like 100 percent out of love and respect for for Mm -hmm. dieter laser and his and his passing so i think i think he would have have enjoyed it i feel like i need to preface this with that uh because some people might think it's a little disrespectful i mean no disrespect dieter laser was awesome so anyway 
Hope you but enjoy hey, this. <laughs> without further ado, here is James's uh, stunning tribute to Dita Laser. It is with a heavy heart that I must come to you today with the tragic news of the passing of our personal hero and cult movie legend, Dieter Laser. Am I saddened by this news? Yeah, I am sad. Will I treasure the memories and the films that he gave to us? Yeah, I will treasure them. Do I fear that his memory will be lost in time? Nine! I do not. Dear sweet Prince Dieter Laser, until we meet again, rest in peace. James, it was beautiful. Thank it's you. Just beautiful. Thank you. You should, you, should, very... you should become a you should become a voice actor. <laughs> it was it was very heartfelt. <laughs> you, can, you can only voice Nazis though. <laughs> speaking of speaking of Nazis, funny story. Um, I posted oh <laughs> I posted a picture the other day of my um, my put away VHS collection in my closet because I was kind of mm-hmm. going through them, watching some old stuff. And it dawned on me like two days after I posted it. On oh, the hold page. on. I know exactly <laughs> what you're going to say. Did you, know, did you notice it? You have a VHS. No, I, I didn't notice it, but I know you have a VHS so, right, copy on, on, of on, Mein Kampf, right? Oh, sorry. Did you want me to not yeah, well, say it? Yes. So it's, it's, it's not... It's it's not a it's not a VHS version of Mein Kampf. It's a movie that is actually <laughs> anti-Nazi that is called Mein Kampf. Is it really? Uh, yeah, okay. it's not. I it's, I... it's a it's not a it's it's not a documentary or like a or a Nazi sympathizer movie. It's literally like an anti-Nazi uh, movie, but it's called Mein Kampf. I don't. I, I haven't actually watched it, so I can't give too many details. But it was on an old uh, VHS label called Embassy, and Embassy uh, Embassy tapes are can, can be worth quite a bit of money. They're pretty collectible. So when I saw it, I just randomly bought it. Um, I mean, I, I'm, I had, I'm I had looking, to watch it. I'm looking at the picture right now. You'd have to be pretty eagle-eyed to look. At, but well, if you zoom the, in on the bottom middle, though, it's pretty clear as day. <laughs> but at the same time, now I'm thinking about the type of people who probably look at a picture like this, like. People who collect VHS and they're probably mm-hmm. like, "Ooh, let's see what he's got." Yeah. So yeah, and, it, know, is, get, it is highly trouble, likely that people would like zoom in and be like, "Oh." If I get in trouble oh, twenty oh. years from now, someone's gonna someone's gonna do a deep dive on my social media and be like, "Look, there it is. You see." <laughs> and then if but, you go, um, and then if you go two titles above it, your witchcraft VHS is upside down. You savage. Oh, so is your Manhunter. Why don't and so is um, the Omen. That's probably. That's probably not because the tapes are upside down. It's because some boxes are printed upside down. Oh, I see. Okay. Unfortunately, yeah, some 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 labels do that, and it's stupid. Anyway, yeah, sure. uh, let's get back to the news here. Um, let's see here. Uh, 
a director has been found for <clears throat> Spyglass's upcoming Hellraiser reboot. Uh, and that director is no other than none other than David Bruckner. Uh, David Bruckner, we like, he did a movie called The Ritual that mm-hmm. we enjoyed a lot. Yes, very uh, much he so. also had he also had segments in the original VHS anthology and Southbound. Mm-hmm. Uh, that uh, the story is going to be written by David Goyer. David Goyer, who um, is probably most notably known for writing a lot of the DC movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's done a ton of other stuff too. He's written a lot of horror stuff back in the day, so he's no stranger to it. Um, and then yeah, so this is pretty cool. There's no there's no um, story synopsis yet or anything like that. This is still obviously pretty uh, pretty in the beginning stages of it. So, mm-hmm. but uh, we're getting a new Hellraiser, and you know what? As much as I want to see that original series continue, especially how they left <laughs> the very last movie, um, you know, I, Wait, I'm you, okay uh, with them redoing it. Yeah. Do you not remember the ending of Judgment? I don't. I'm not going to give it away. I'll tell you off camera. I've, I've, but, only, um, I've only seen Judgment once. I liked it, though. So did I. I've seen it three times at this point. Um, but uh, But yeah, so I'm okay with them rebooting it. You know, finding a new... I, I, I would hope that they're not even going to find a new Pinhead. Excuse me. Um, like, I hope that they just do a new Cenobite, like a new evil Cenobite that isn't Pinhead so they can start from scratch because it's you, the one... You've always, yeah, you've always said that. Like, you think that... Why... Well, and I'm kind, one, I'm kind of up in the air about it. Like Unlike, unlike a character like Freddy Krueger <laughs> where the movie is literally... Or the, you know, it's named like A Nightmare on Elm Street is Freddy Krueger. I feel like Hellraiser doesn't need to be Pinhead. I feel like that the mythology you could have another character come in and take that spot and start like a whole new mythology. I agree with you that the Cenobites themselves are so fascinating that you could really mm-hmm. go in any direction with any of them. But I think that that would be a huge hurdle to get over to try and get fans of like real fans of the Hellraiser series on board with a Hellraiser that doesn't involve Pinhead in yeah, any way. But but you know what though? Do you know and, what I mean though? They, and if they don't though, they're just gonna be like, oh, it's Fat Pinhead, or it's it's Doug Bradley wannabe, or it's this and that. They're gonna bitch no matter what if they yeah. try to do that character. Well, again. and that's why I say I'm on board. Go ahead, yeah. go ahead and go ahead and do whatever you want. Okay, moving on still. here. Uh, moving on here. Uh, we learned uh, it's with I think it was last last year. I don't know, early early last year that um, that James Wan was going to be producing um, a new version of Salem's Lot, <clears throat> and oh, yeah. uh, there and we have now found a uh, a writer and director for it in the same person, and that person is Gary Doberman. Gary Doberman just wrote It and It Chapter 2, mm-hmm. the new ones. He did, um, I think, a couple of the Conjuring spinoff movies. I want to say it was one of the Annabelle movies, if memory serves, maybe the second one. Mm. Um, so he's so he's been, he's been doing a lot of stuff uh, recently, so he is he's attached to write the script and direct the film, so I'm pretty, uh, pretty okay with that. You know, hopefully it'll be better than It Chapter 2, but, um, you know. Yeah. You can't can't win them all. Yeah. There's another there's another movie that everybody loved that I hated. <laughs> um, you are a piece of shit. Hey, at least I have original takes, right? Um, so yeah, so that's pretty cool. Though. What I said, I have original takes. Uh, I guess that's all. It's just their yeah. original. It's just they're originally shitty. <laughs> um, Kevin Smith fans, it's been a while since uh, he has talked about the third in his True North series, uh, the greatest movie ever titled called Moose Jaws, moose which Jaws. is, it's just Jaws with a moose. 
It's literally what it's about. Um, So he had lost funding for this a while back, and it didn't look like it was going to actually get made. Um, However, he uh, has released uh, on uh, online video uh, or on Twitter or something like that that uh, he's actually in talks now with some new people, and it looks like it might actually get the funding. So Kevin Smith fans who love stupid sausage men and walrus (coughs) men movies uh, rejoice because... I don't really, all going to be back. I don't really understand why, uh, like, sometimes filmmakers will just, they'll they'll basically say, like, they have something in the works and then, you know, it loses funding or something happens and they'll just be like, yeah, it's, unfortunately, it looks like it's never going to happen. Um, like, why I've, Why would you, like, what, it, it? it's not never going to happen. Like, chances are it's... A guy so, like Kevin Smith... Else. I think that a guy like Kevin Smith talks too much for his own good, quite frankly. Like, yeah. he should just just not say when he's working on stuff. Because yeah. in the last five or six years, he has gone off about so many projects that are, hey, it's greenlit, we're doing it, and 75% of them have never seen the light of day. Yeah. You know, so he gets a lot of people's hopes up. And I understand his whole thing is transparency and whatnot, you know, but like... Yeah, that's good. Like, he was attached to doing that Buckaroo Bonsai TV <clears> show... <throat> For like Netflix or Amazon Prime or something like that, yeah, uh, he that fell through. He's not doing that anymore. You know, Clerks Three isn't happening anymore. Which apparently that's that and Mallrats Two are both going to happen. But he's been saying this for years. Like he just, I just think that he talks too much. Like he, <laughs> well, which, at the same time though, you like like you just said, he likes being transparent with his fans, and I think yeah. that's really cool. Like it's not like. It, it's not like he's lying to you. He's obviously sure. not lying to you. He's telling you the exact truth. And he's kind of letting you in on the ride that he's going. Like, this is this is kind of a peek at how things actually work in the movie business. Like, Absolutely. things are things are greenlit and then the money's taken away or some other shit happens all the time. But most of the time, we don't even hear about it. So it's kind of cool that he lets you in on every little thing that's going on in, uh, sure, behind the scenes. Sure, but as a consumer of these things, though, it's like... How many times can you get your hopes up before you just stop <laughs> believing in anything they say, though? You know what I'm yeah, saying? And that's yeah. kind of where you're at with him right now, because he talks about so much, it just never happens. Yeah, that's so, true. Hopefully, though, this does see the light of day, because I've been excited for Moose Jaws ever since Tusk came out. Like, you know me, I love Tusk. Uh-huh. Uh, Yoga Hosers was made. Um, <laughs> it was it was a thing. But Tusk is genius. And apparently in Moose Jaws, you, you're going to have... Uh, the Walrus Man back. He's in it. Uh, Justin Long. Really? You're going. Yep. You're gonna have the characters from Yoga Hosers in it. Jane Silent Bob are also gonna be in it because he's gonna meld his two worlds together. That's you're awesome. probably gonna have Guy Ledoux back. You know, uh, Johnny Depp and his penis nose. Um, is that his name, Guy Ledoux? Guy Guy Ledoux. Oh, it was like name. like Guy. Uh, no, not Guy Ledoux. Yeah. You're thinking. You're thinking of the guy from. Uh... <laughs> Most extreme elimination challenge. His name was like Guy, <laughs> no. Guy LaDouche. No, I'm pretty... That's Guy LaDouche. I'm, I thought... Well, whatever. Um, I'll look it up. It'll be a correction for next week, if, unless you're looking it up right now. I am looking um, it up right now. But yeah, no. So it's going to be like everybody's smashed together in Moose Jaws. It's yeah, that'd Jaws be, that'd be, with a moose. <laughs> it's Jaws, but with a moose. Um, um, but yeah, Guy, so I'm, Guy, I'm excited for that. Guy LaPointe. Gila point. That's the one. Sorry. Yeah. Gila douche. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. 
So I know that you're not a big uh, you're not a big vinyl guy, but you'll be excited about this. Uh, Waxworks Record uh, Records has put up an order for two different vinyl releases for the thing, the complete score. Yeah. So this is cool because uh, the first one is. Uh, it's the original soundtrack, you know, redone as Waxworks always does. Beautiful packaging, special edition uh, vinyl and whatnot. Uh-huh. Um, but then also the second release is called Lost Cues, and this is by John Carpenter. Now, The Thing the thing was like the one mm-hmm. movie that John Carpenter didn't actually score himself. Um, mm-hmm. And I'm going to pull up the actual release here because, and I'm just going to read it because it's way better than what I could have said. Um, let's see here. Uh, John Carpenter's, uh, Lost Cues, The Thing is an entirely separate release composed and performed by director John Carpenter, including performances by Cody Carpenter and Daniel Davis. Those are the two guys that do all of his stuff now. They tour with him and all that. Uh, Lost Cues features unreleased musical cues from The Thing. When editing down The Thing in 1982, Carpenter felt the film could benefit by the inclusion of additional music to fill in gaps. This additional music would sonically tie the overall film together. Taking the initiative, Carpenter performed and recorded multiple synth-driven cues in his uh, renowned uh, scoring style and edited them into the film. The original masters featuring these bonus cues have been lost to time. However, in 2019, Waxworks teamed with Sacred Bones... uh, and approached uh, Sacred Bones is the uh, I don't know if John Carpenter owns it I don't think so but they're the comp- the record label that puts out all of John Carpenter's music. Okay. So uh, so Waxworks teamed with Sacred Bones and approached John Carpenter about a release of this music, and he graciously agreed to faithfully perform and record the tracks for a special vinyl 12 inch EP. Uh, featuring him and his band, so he's basically went back and re-recorded all of these lost to time musical cues from. So the was thing. It, so it's it, he thought that there were so he thought that there there was um, spots where he could put different musical cues in between Ennio Morricone's. Uh, yeah. So my score my or what? My impression is that these aren't going to be full songs. I kind of feel like they're going to be more like snippets. Okay. Is is kind of what I'm getting out of it. I don't really know though. I don't I'm not sure that anybody knows, you know. Um <laughs> most you could do is probably put the movie on and just try to figure out which ones sound like John Carpenter, you know. Um but I don't know. It's but it's pretty cool though. You can uh you can get them separately or you can get them in a bundle over at Waxworks for 60 bucks for both records. Cool. I'm very much thinking about doing that. For sure, for sure. Why not? All right, James, what is uh what's on blue? All right. If you didn't be Huh? baby baby it's 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 not uh it's even worse when there's the delay a, a, a small <laughs> amount of latency between us here uh if you didn't get a chance to see the invisible man before the entire earth shut down and you didn't catch a uh you didn't catch it on premium vod because some people didn't want to pay 20 bucks for a movie that's fine some people did that's also fine uh, you won't have to wait too much longer for a physical copy. The film, directed by the Lee Wenell, famous the for famous for being Lee Wenell, will be available <laughs> on May twelfth on four K Ultra HD Blu Ray and DVD. Um, only two here for you this week. Okay, and this one. This one gets dramatic. As if rising to the surface from the murky depths, only to disappear once again into the blackness. 
That's spooky, right? What are you doing? You're, freak- just, you're freaking me out. I'm into it, man. That's all. <laughs> the other night, Universal tweeted <laughs> and then deleted for some reason. Confirmation. Oh, the old tweet and delete. Tw- the old tweet and delete. You know how it goes. <laughs> uh, confirmation that Jaws will arrive on 4K UHD for its 45th anniversary 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 limited edition release. Um, I don't know why they tweeted it, then deleted it. That doesn't make any sense. But the release will feature lenticular packaging. Who the hell doesn't like lenticular packaging, right? Some I, I my, love a good lenticular package. Some of my favorite pogs had lenticular covers. <laughs> Nothing? I don't get anything for no, pogs? No. Oh, no. I don't get I'm just, anything I, for mention of pogs? No, I'm 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 living it in my head how I used to love playing pods. Like you, you just slam, just I'm not slamming. Not make fun some, of it because I loved it. Just slamming <laughs> some pogs, man. Uh, and, so lenticular packaging as well as a forty-four page collectible collectible booklet. Can't talk tonight. Um, according to the tweet, that was then deleted, and which I I didn't I didn't bother looking to see if it was tweeted again because. Twitter's stupid and I hate it. I are they going to have any kind of new special features? And at this point, what kind of new special features could you really have? This is this is it's the forty fifth anniversary and it's the four hundred and fiftieth release of the movie. Like what's <laughs> like? <laughs> sure, I guess you could need it on four K, but it, it's a movie from the seventies. How good can it possibly keep looking after you know the Blu Ray, you know, four K transfer and all that? Like I, I don't know. Hey, shut up, dude. I just, I don't see the point. It's len, it's lenticular packaging. Oh, oh, you're right. Sorry, sorry. I forgot. I forgot about the lenticular part of it. All right, that's it. Um, Yeah, yep, yep. Okay, coming up on its uh, 20th anniversary, it seems that Nicole Kidman's classic haunt, The Others, is on the slate for a remake. Ooh, spooky. I can't believe that movie's already 20 years old. I know, it's crazy. That's crazy to me. We're old. Th- Right, dude. Uh, Hook, Hook is like almost thirty years old. Oh, Hook is such a good. Oh, movie. what did I see the other day? Sandlot just turned twenty-seven years old. The Sandlot. The Sandlot. Yup. Like, where did our life go, dude? Yup. <laughs> We've. I just remember. I just remember all of them chewing, chewing tobacco for the first time, puking off the, uh, <laughs> off the carousel. <laughs> which is which is my exact. Which is my exact experience with the first time chewing chewing tobacco. I've never I've never done it, so I wouldn't. You haven't. I was I was like I was unaware of the fact that even if you swallow a small amount of the the juice, oh, that you yeah. would get very very ill. And I did. I got very ill. <laughs> oh God! You're giving me the jeebs. It was uh, it was cherry flavored chewing tobacco. Gross. Okay, let's and, let's and move it on. Took, it took me years before I could ever chew again. And then Let's I realized, to... hey, chewing is disgusting. And then I never did it again. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm happy you learned that lesson. And then, I, and then I and then I and then I did and, and then I. I hate you so much right now. And, and, and the... <laughs> Sorry. Okay, let's move on to something that uh, that everyone's going to love. Um, on November twentieth, we're getting the video game that absolutely nobody was asking for. <laughs> okay. <laughs> the game is Cannibal. Oh, oh, I heard about this. And it is the fourth in Ruggiero Diodato's Cannibal Holocaust story. <laughs> a, a, I had a, no idea. A cannibal, Here's the thing. 
a cannibal video game. Yeah, so I had no idea that Cannibal Holocaust was not the first film in Rigaro Diodato's trilogy of films. Now now they're adding a fourth story with this video game. Yeah. I had no idea. The the quote-unquote cannibal trilogy uh, kicked off with a movie called Jungle Holocaust in 77, which I own. Uh-huh. I've never watched it. And I actually didn't even know that Ruggiero Diodato directed it. <laughs> so now, now I need to watch it because I love Cannibal Holocaust. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, it was Cannibal Holocaust in 1980 and then a movie called Cut and Run in 85. I've never even heard of that movie. Cut and Run. So I got, I got, I got some movie watching to do uh, coming up here. For sure. But uh, yeah, so this uh, Cannibal is an interactive horror graphic adventure made with uh, Unity with direction and script of uh, Rigaro Diodato uh, and the original drawings of Solo Masello. And he is the guy, I'm pretty sure, that did the original Cannibal Holocaust art, if I'm okay. not mistaken, mm-hmm. uh, in which the player will take control of different characters to reveal little by little the background that led them to a desperate expedition to the virgin jungles in Borneo. And of course, get to discover the end of the story destined to shake from the foundations of every certainty. Sure. Sounds awesome. Yeah, All I know fun. is that I better be able to eat some people in this game. <laughs> and or... I don't mean that in the way that I normally do. <laughs> Or be eaten by some people. Either way is fine. Yeah, yeah. Right. I, I just want to. I just want to chow down on like on some dude's ham hock. You know what I'm saying? Like just, <laughs> just. <laughs> if you it. if you could actually play from because I I imagine it's going to be you're mostly playing as the people escaping the oh yeah the yeah. cannibals. If you can actually play as a cannibal though, how fun would that be? That'd be sweet, dude. Just be running so around slaughtering people and eating them. That'd be yes. awesome. <laughs> Yes, I am so into that. <laughs> if you if you were in the situation where you could try human flesh, right? And it was a situation where it wasn't it was completely legal and yeah. uh, it was com- you know, you weren't going to get in trouble for it or whatever. <clears throat> yeah. Would you? We've talked about this before. Not on air we haven't though. Not on air. Uh I think so. I would. I you think would. I would. Yeah, I think just just how many people can say that they've done that? How many people would admit they've done it? I guess per, it's, first it's, off, but like it's it's so fucked up. But I, like under the I don't, what are the right circumstances though? Because you can't say I, like oh if the person died of natural causes because that's not good meat. Well, there was <laughs> a story know? of that. There's a story of some dude over in Europe that had um, his leg amputated, or I think is what it was, and he asked to keep part of it. And they gave it to him, and he cooked it up. And really? he ate part of his own leg, yeah. Uh, so that he could so he could still absorb the power of the leg? <laughs> I guess. I guess. I mean, it's, I, guess, stronger. I, I guess it's no different than, like, you know, some women will keep their placenta after they give birth and eat sure. the placenta. I've always although, found that to although be incredibly weird, but, you know. Well, so is eating your own leg. Well, that's fair. Uh, yeah, I don't. I, I, I don't. Yes, I, I think. Would, I honestly, I honestly would think really that would have at least to be, try would, and nibble. It would really have to be the right circumstances, though. Yeah, like, like, heard, the, like, like the guy. The guy had to be like a real bad guy. That's 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 the prerequisite. But but also he but also he had to be. Um, very relaxed all the time and and live a pretty You're putting a lot of thought into this. <laughs> and and live a pretty luxurious life so that 
you know, like if I'm going to try human, I want the meat to be good. You so know, basically, I'm, you want I the, want it you to want be, the human. I, I want, want it to be. Human, <laughs> I want it to be well marbled. You know, you, you want the human equivalent of like a nice grass fed, non caged, like cow. You know, I want like, like a, good, a yeah like if I'm gonna range. if I'm gonna eat human I want like Kobe beef or like Wagyu like I just want it to be absolutely marbled well, with fat. Well, you can't and you can't you can't do that because he died. <laughs> oh oh my god, <laughs> that was awful. I'm just saying you can't was, eat Kobe. The, was, the time is the time has passed. <laughs> there might have been a small window. <laughs> Jesus, dude, that's terrible. <laughs> Oh my god! All right. Uh, this is why no one listens to us. <laughs> that's anyway, not that's that's, uh, not, that's not true. There's like twelve people who listen to us. Okay, this is this is why twelve people listen to us. <laughs> um, okay, uh, that's that's all we got. Uh, we're gonna take a quick break here, and uh, when we come back, uh, we um we're gonna go uh, do our best impression of uh, the guys in Mall Rats and go beat the crap out of an Easter Bunny. Sure, that's that's what we're doing. Okay, yeah. All right, see you there. Okay. Throughout this, they'll see faces ripped apart with hooks, a man slashing himself into a bloody pulp, and graphic, macabre, torturous images that defy description. All right, James. Yeah. When you were uh, when you were a kid, did you have a favorite Easter candy? Um yeah, favorite Easter candy? Oh yeah, for sure, dude. Yeah. The uh the Cadbury mini eggs. Mm. They're the ones that they're so they're solid milk chocolate on the inside and they have the sugary shell on the outside. Mhm. Mm-hmm. Those are those are still my favorite Easter I candy do like, to this day. I do like I do like I do like a good Cadbury cream egg too, but sometimes they did they make the mini versions of the cream eggs as well, and mm-hmm. I actually think those are better because the the candy to cream ratio is better, you know, in the smaller ones. Plus, it's, it's a like, one bite kind of deal. Exactly, exactly. But you're not like biting into it, and then you just had all this goopy, sugary cream. Yeah, you know? <laughs> Cadbury Cadbury like, eggs get uh, too sugary. Uh, like that, yeah, oh, that yeah, inner cream filling is too sugary. I, I can I can eat one like a year maybe you know yeah um I I'm definitely I'm definitely a big fan of the Reese's the Reese's eggs I was I mean I was gonna say anything with peanut butter in it too the yep. peanut butter yep. is my favorite food overall I think so anything I with always peanut butter, hated I'm good to go I always hated getting the Whopper eggs because Whoppers oh, are the worst candy on the face of the earth. What? They are the worst. Fuck off, It tastes off, like you're dude. eating chocolate-flavored chalk. Wrong. Oh, I hate them. Whoppers hate are them. so good. That's hate stupid, them. dude. Whoppers used to be... I've gone through an evolution in my uh, my candy <laughs> love uh, over, over the past years, and Whoppers, at one point in time, were my favorite candy. Really? Yeah, dude. Jesus. You could get them. You remember you could get them. You probably them. like crawl too, don't you? <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> you remember you could get whoppers in the. Uh, um, you could either get it in a pint or uh, oh, yeah. a half gallon, and it looked like a, yeah, milk, like a, milk, a milk jug. jug. Yeah, milk carton. Dude, yeah. Fuck yeah. I could go through one of those half gallon milk jugs in a weekend Ugh. for sure. I can't. I couldn't do them. They get stuck in your teeth, and then I just. I hated them. And, ugh, oh, you I, were eating them it. wrong. You were eating them wrong. 
That's the how problem. Else do you how you else were eating them Whopper? wrong the way you were watching crawl wrong. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> Whoppers are not meant to be chewed. You put it in your mouth. You let the you you let the the chocolate coating melt away, and then you let the the malt inside melt away. Go on. That's it, dude. You let the whole thing melt. You don't well, you, you don't just, chew a whopper. That's ridiculous. You just you just you what do you just kind of suck on it like a Jolly Rancher? Yeah, absolutely. No, I mean seriously, that's kind of yeah. what you're saying. That's what I'm saying. Yes, you suck okay. on it All and right. let it melt away. <laughs> Maybe do like a little bit of like a half chew just to break things up a little bit, but no, man, you don't wow. chew on a whopper. What are you I, nuts? I, oh, that's how I don't that's how I always That's ate why them. you didn't like them, dummy. You fucked up. Well, offend. When when the world stops ending, bring me some whoppers and we'll suck on them together and we'll see if we'll see if uh, you can change my mind. When the world okay? stops ending, I will let you suck on my whopper for sure. <laughs> Big old whopper. All right. Um let's see here. Uh it is Easter. Um and like we said earlier, we are uh, actually we're today you both. is Good Friday. We should today be Today is Good Friday. You know, let's So actually more so that, that actually works more for this first movie here. The first movie we're talking about is Resurrection. Um you know, if if you're uh, if you are a good good Catholic boy or girl, you would know uh, you know all about the story of uh, of the resurrection of Jesus, and um, or if you're just like a normal person, because I think most normal people do, <laughs> right? That's probably true. <laughs> That's probably true. Um, anyway, though, uh, the resurrection the movie is based on the idea of the resurrection from Catholic mythology, uh, and basically you have a uh, Chicago homicide detectives, uh, Prudhomme Prudhomme. Prudhomme. Yeah, John I guess I never Prudhomme. saw his John I never Prudhomme. saw his name spelled out. It's kind of weird. Prudhomme and Hollingsworth. It's French. Are oh dear. That that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Uh, Chicago homicide detectives Prudhomme and Hollingsworth are assigned to investigate a murder. Both become entangled in the plot of a serial killer whose goal is to recreate the body of Christ. Um. So a couple of weeks ago, we did this movie called Animorph, and <laughs> I was super let down, especially when watching it back to back with a movie as such high caliber as Seven. Yeah, I was super let down by it, and I, I said at the beginning of the show, I wished we would have watched this show or this movie because even though Resurrection is not a perfect movie, I really, really enjoyed it, and this is a movie that I knew next to nothing about before going in. I had just seen the trailer for it and thought that it looked cool. Yeah. And uh, I mean, come on, it was starring the Highlander himself, <laughs> fucking Christopher Lambert. Yeah. Shut up. I, I know. Yeah. Uh, also, it's funny because we had mentioned when we, I think it was actually on that episode when we were talking about uh, Leland Orser in Seven, we were talking about how he doesn't have too many starring roles or even co-starring. He's usually just kind of a smaller usually, bit yeah, character, smaller character, character actor, actor. Or whatever. And he had kind of the co-lead in in at least a good chunk of this movie. Yeah. And uh, that was awesome to see because I and you both love <clears throat> Leland Dorser. Yeah. So it was good to see him in a much bigger role. Uh, and then also um, showing up out of nowhere, and I had no idea he was in this movie, was David fucking Cronenberg. Yeah. I had no idea he was in this movie. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, I didn't either. And playing a uh, a Catholic priest, which was interesting. Which is very interesting, given his body of horror. Yeah, because he's, he's <laughs> David Cronenberg's like the, the godfather of body horror, and then here he mm-hmm. is playing a, a Catholic priest. 
I he was, pulls it off pretty well, though. Yeah, not too bad. <laughs> um, he's a uh, he's just a. Uh, I like seeing him. There's something, mm-hmm. there's something, there's something weird about David Cronenberg. I can't put my finger. Yeah, on. it's it's the fact that he's David Cronenberg. <laughs> that's that's pretty much all you need to know. Um, so this movie was directed by Russell McCauley. I said it wrong. I did it wrong. You did I knew it. I was yeah, going you to. fucked it up, man. We talked about it uh, for like Mul- five minutes. Malka Malkahi. Malka, and we don't even know if that's the proper yeah. pronunciation. He's 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 Australian. He's uh, from he Australia. Director, he directed Highlander one and two. Um, he directed a movie that we covered on the show a little while back called Razorback. Oh. Same guy. And he also directed, I actually didn't realize this, I just watched this movie. He did the um, uh, the third, right? I think it was the thir- second or third Resident Evil movie, uh, Extinction. Oh, okay, cool. That was the one where they were, uh, second or third? This is going to drive me nuts. Hold on one second. No, 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 hold on. I got it right here. I got it right here. Oh, you got it right there? Okay. Uh, Extinction. I just watched him. Extinction. Extinction, yeah. Is it third? Uh, I, I don't know. It was 2007. I think Extinct... No, not third. Extinction was, was towards the, the end of the... No no no, 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 no. It was two or three. No, it was two or three. Really? For sure. For sure it was two or three. Hold on. I'm going to look it up. I got. I have it literally sitting right next to me here. No, no. This no, is going to no, drive no, no, me no. nuts if I don't actually figure don't this out. Don't go anywhere. All right. So I guess I will take this time to talk about something very important, which is... It was making three. sure that Apocalypse you spay and neuter your animals so, because if you don't, you if you don't have your animals fixed, then the population can just <laughs> explode. <laughs> I hate you so much. Yeah. So extinction was three. Apocalypse was two. Okay. Anyway, extinction though is is my fa- my second favorite probably of the whole series. Right on. And I had no idea that he uh, that he directed that. So that's cool. He also has the uh, the the he actually has a pretty cool credit to his uh to his name he directed the very first music video that mtv ever played which was video killed the radio star did he really yep he is the director behind uh video killed the radio star um and yeah he uh he directed that so that's a pretty cool credit to have that's red he must in, have your, been, uh, in your repertoire. Man, he must have been really young when he uh, when he directed that, because he's only... Oh, God. My math. That was, what, 87? That was 87, I want to say? 86, 87? Oh, I when, guess... Uh, so I guess when MTV he started? Yeah, I guess he would have been like 34 at the time then. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because 19... Wait, he was born in 53. Yeah, wow. Okay. Yep. Never mind. But uh, pretty cool, though. Looks pretty it's good pretty for eight. his age, dude. He does. I'm no, looking he at does. I'm I looking at his uh his, his IMDb. Uh, yeah. Looks yeah. good for his age. Sexy man. So this this movie's weird. Um first off, uh you can watch this movie on Tubi, which is where we watched it. Of course. Uh this movie is just begging for a new transfer because this movie looked kind of like shit. Uh on Tubi. I kind of liked uh at certain time like when they showed up at the when they showed up at the first uh, crime scene, mm-hmm. I really liked the way that it looked. It looked like a it looked like VHS. Yes, and I it was did like, a lot. I was like, man, I'm really feeling that because like this is definitely a movie that would have that it, it would have been best viewed on VHS, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, I 
I liked, I didn't mind that there was a lot of dust can, and scratches and all that kind of stuff. Oh, for me, it was <laughs> the transfer was. I'm sorry, I'm getting a internet connection is unstable. I'm good now. I think I'm good. I'm oh, good. okay. Yeah, no, we were we were fine. Okay. Um, the uh, my problem was that the transfer was really dark, and it could definitely stand to use a new transfer to kind of clean up the oh, image yeah. a little bit and brighten it up. You know. Yeah, especially um, certain certain scenes like. Uh, certain crime scenes were like in dark yeah. locations and it was kind of hard to see. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, so Christopher Lambert and, uh, Christopher Lambert plays, uh, John Prudhomme, who's, he's basically like not really well liked in the Chicago precinct that he works out of. Everybody kind of thinks he's an asshole. Um, and the one guy that actually likes him, who is his new partner because he's gone through apparently a ton of partners is Leland Orser's, uh, Andrew Hollingsworth. And the two of them start to like. You could kind of you could kind of tell that that uh, Hollinsworth was trying to wear him down a little bit, and Prudhomme wasn't really having it at first. You know, he was kind of like the annoying new partner who was just trying to be buddy buddy. Yeah. But he ended up wearing him down, and the two of them ended up having a pretty good relationship, especially by the end of the movie. And um, so they get called to this crime scene where there's this dude who is like they found him lying there and his whole arm has just been completely severed and removed from his body. And it looks gnarly as hell. It looks really cool. Yeah. Um, and uh, it, it, I, I liked right off the bat, there was so, there was sort of like um, like shades of something like the Bone Collector or Seven, you know, where it's like the killer's there, but he leaves clues behind. So that you can sort of follow his trail. I was and, I was definitely getting seven right away. Like even for the first five to ten minutes of the movie, it was all seven. Like even the even yeah. the did you notice that even the beginning, uh, like the opening credits, there was shots of a guy's hand like cutting stuff out of a newspaper and stuff. Like yes, it was yep. it was almost identical to the kind of. Uh, opening that seven has where you can see john doe's hands cutting cutting stuff out of magazines yeah, and there writing was, in and his journals movie, and stitching his journals yeah, together and stuff like that yeah and this came out in 99 seven came out in 95 so it definitely it? oh was it 95 i, I want to say it was 95 yeah okay. it was definitely er- earlier in the 90s okay um or like early to mids um but yeah, like I kind of feel like it's it's kind of hard to look at this and not think that they didn't take cues from it, you know? Yeah. Uh, because of how similar. I mean, there's, there's a lot of scenes too. Not to jump ahead, but there's there's a roof chase that is exactly like the roof chase in Seven. I don't know if you noticed that. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, well, and even like that. I said, the first five or ten minutes, like like y- you have the opening, and then you have uh, Leland Orser's character. What was his name? Andy. Andrew? Yeah, yeah, Andrew. Showing up at the Andrew. first crime scene and he shows up it, it's 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 almost their like, dynamic is almost the exact same thing. Well he shows up, it's raining, it's raining really hard the way it is in seven, and he's mm-hmm. trying to joke around with, with John and John's not having it and they're walking it like everything about it, I was like, Man, this feels so yep. much like seven except well, for like even down sort to- of a low budget knockoff. Even down to uh, 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 Christopher Lambert, uh, John. Even down to John being like, "We're gonna see more of these. Like, this is the beginning of yeah, a serial killer. It's yeah, like the yeah. exact same setup uh-huh. as Seven. Yeah. There's also the the thing where he targets the detective's wife at one point in time. Which yep. is, you know, spoilers. <laughs> like, so it's 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 
tough. It's tough to not look at it and not sort of see a seven ripoff. But even even in spite of that, it didn't ruin the story for me. I think because because I like those kind of stories. You know, yeah. It's almost like. It's almost like if there was like a a sequel to the movie Seven that wasn't quite as good as the original, but it's not terrible. Well, here's it. That's like, kind of what this felt like when you when you think of this movie and Seven, and uh, obviously Seven was the best out of all of them. And Animorph, and there there are a, a number of other one. movies. I feel like it was just I th- I feel like late nineties, uh, like cop thrillers, cop thrillers. Where they almost did a like a, a small crossover with horror, that was kind of the thing at that point. So you were gonna get you were gonna get like some pretty major um, similarities between all of them. You know what I mean? Yeah, like I said, especially when you have something as monumental as Seven. Like Seven to me is, um, it's like we talked about this on the show before. It's one of the most perfect cop thrillers ever made. Like I think that movie is as close to perfection as you can get in that genre. Like, Seven. I don't know if yeah, yeah. I don't know of any movie that does it better. Yeah. So so of course people are going to see that movie and obviously be inspired by it. So you're going to get a lot of overlap, even if it's not intentional. I think you're going to get a lot of overlap. Mm-hmm. Um. That like I said, that being said, it didn't ruin the movie for me though. Like mm-hmm. I kind of realized it, but I just kind of let it go. Like because I was enjoying the story that we were, uh, that we were being that we were being told. I think the thing. And so the the movie. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. I was just, just going to say the movie progresses, and it's basically just a whole series of them following clues, and you know they're always being too late to get to the next crime scene, and they find another body that's missing another arm, and then another body that's missing a leg, or or the one at the very end where uh, it was missing the torso. So basically, like he cut off all the limbs and left them, yeah, but just took the torso. Like, that would have been a weird one to show up to. <laughs> Like where's where's the most of them? Where's I don't this, get this. Where's this piece right here? I'm just missing this piece. It'd be like you think that you're really accomplished for doing the outer edges of a puzzle, and you're like, now all I have to do is fill in this part. I'm almost there. Which is which is kind of how the killer worked because that was the last piece he took. Uh-huh. And you know what? Like, here's the thing: when you see, and I guess bodies sort of bloat as they as they decay, so maybe that's what it had to do with. But you see all the pictures of uh, Jesus on the cross; like he was pretty ripped up, you know. It was all. Oh yeah. It was all that. Must work out. (laughs) Oh my god! It was. uh, But then built lifting that cross all the time, man. (laughs) The uh, the torso that he used to put together this this weird jigsaw puzzle of body parts at the end wasn't really uh i wasn't real impressed with it it's kind of like you don't a, think so it's kind of like a beer gut i was like well, this is the best you could find for this listen the way that he chose listen the way that he chose like my his jesus victims, though, you sexy, had to have <laughs> he he I, I got nothing um <laughs> there, there was a joke in there somewhere but i'm gonna let it go um no, like he was the way that he was picking his victims, though, I thought was pretty cool. They had to have the name of one of the apostles. Yeah. They had to have, what was it? It was the name of the apostle. And then they had to do something that, like their profession, so lined his, up so as his well first, with it. His first victim was named uh, James, and he owned a fleet of boats. And James in the Bible, the apostle James was a fisherman. 
Mm-hmm. And then his uh, the IRS guy. Who yeah, was his that? other that was... his other his other victim was named I can't remember what his name was Paul or something yeah. like that. But um, his show but someone was like a tax man basically. And he was yeah. So like in the Bible, the guy was a tax collector. In real life, this guy was he worked for the IRS. So so he, I guess what I'm saying is he doesn't have it's pretty slim pickings. All right. So if you find a guy that fits those parameters, but he got a, a little bit of a gut, beggars can't be choosy. Not to <laughs> not to mention as far as slim pickings goes. Not only did his first victim was his first victim named James, and owned a fleet of boats, so he was a fisherman. But he also had a brother named Michael. Uh-huh. And which and and then that was a cool that was a cool clue he left behind. It was like though there's only one mention in the entire Bible of these two brothers and the name they went by, and so he oh, found the, uh, the Bor- Borgianaires or whatever they were. Yeah, like, something like yeah. that. I I like that. I thought that was cool. It's, it's <clears throat> the reason that I like movies like The Da Vinci Code and whatnot. Like I love a good trail of <laughs> clues. You know, like, I don't know why. I just I just do. You know what cracked me up about that though was like he kept getting hung up on on that. First of all. Christopher Lambert, where's he actually from in in I want to say he's German. I think he's German. Uh, if not from Germany, it's over there, I think, somewhere. No. Nope, or maybe I'm way off. Nope, I don't know. You, you are for sure way off. He was uh what is it? <laughs> Oh, hold on. He was uh da, 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 da. he was born in Great Neck, Long Island. Uh, what? Lambert Lambert's family left the U.S. when he was only two years old. His father was a United Nations diplomat assigned to Switzerland. So he grew mm. up in Switzerland. Okay, so close. That's close to Germany. Um, um, so he's Swiss. Um, he's Swiss. But he, Here's the thing. Well, hold on. I was, I was getting at something here. He, uh, ah, shit, what were we talking about? No, I can't even remember what we were talking about. Because they had uh, some- uh, he was caught up on the two the two brothers with the names. He was caught up. Oh on yeah, the small he kept detail. he kept saying like the the he kept getting caught up on the Bolgian Bolgianaire Bolg <laughs> like he kept saying it like that. And then he goes to see uh, Father David Cronenberg, and <laughs> and he goes he goes he he walks in. And he's like he 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 was from New Orleans, so he was he had like a Creole accent, like this terrible mm. French accent or something. And he goes. I need to know. I need to know more about the Bolzen and Cronenberg's like, oh, it's pronounced Bolzenaires, and then uh, he's like, yeah, I need. To, I know that it means Sons of Thunder, but what does it mean? And 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 Father, whatever his name, I'm just gonna call him Father Cronenberg. He's fine. like, that's fine. He's like, he starts to tell him what it means, and he goes. I don't have time for a Bible lesson. I'm like, that's exactly what the fuck you went there for was a Bible lesson. Like some of the writing was, in this, some of the writing in this movie was like, I was like, did Tommy Wiseau do the fucking oh script my God, editing okay. on this I was, movie? I was just going to say sometimes like my thoughts on Christopher Lambert were sometimes he's actually relatively decent in the scene he, and he's, he's passable. He's fine. Yeah. Other times I'm think I think that he's literally just like, the action movie version of Tommy Wiseau because his acting can be so bad sometimes. Uh-huh. And then the, all the rest of the time, I just couldn't see him as anybody other than Raiden. And that was, that was, that was pretty I've, much it. I've always, I like Christopher Lambert, but I have a hard time taking him seriously in a lot of roles. Like he's also got like half a lazy eye, which doesn't help. There's something I don't know if you noticed that. And a, and a really, and a really tall forehead. Yes. Very tall. <laughs> But there's something just sort of cornball he's about just a him. Weird, he's just a weird looking guy. 
Well, and his his voice is like he's got a voice that's that's suited for like his voice was suited for voiceover work. You know what I mean? Like he's got a really like yeah yeah like his voice like if I met him in real life and I heard his voice coming out of his face, I would be like, "That's not your real voice, though, right?" <laughs> like, like that's not how you really talk. Because there's something and then you realize that he is. There's there there's something just really like I don't know. It's not even like Off. radio announcer voice. It's there's it, something too. Uh, he's so airy. He's so airy yeah, when he some, talks. Yeah, it's like, like yeah, that. it's, it's, really it's bizarre. bizarre. Um, I got I I would be remiss if I if I didn't bring up the um the amount of tasteful dick that was in this movie. Um, <laughs> I'd be I'd be remiss. <laughs> you just have to bring it up, don't you? I just find it funny that it's it's been in like seventy five percent of the movies that we have watched, probably since that first time I went dick crazy on the show. <laughs> it seems like it pops up in like every movie now, and I can't not oh, mention it. Oh, it principle. definitely it definitely <laughs> pops up. Yeah, except for except for hold on. In this movie, there was the the headless body. Mm-hmm. Oh, it was all dead dick in this movie. Uh, except, <laughs> unless you count baby dick. <laughs> unless. There was there was dude. baby dick at the end too. <laughs> that okay, that we, scene, we got, dude. We gotta talk about this, that. Hold on, that we'll, was we'll get to it. Crazy. This whole this whole movie didn't take. Uh, it did it, when it came to dealing with children. It didn't really pull yes. too many punches. <laughs> I was I was just gonna follow up the dick talk with the other thing that seems to happen in almost every movie we watch lately is child death, kids dying, <laughs> and, yeah. And this one had probably. And not not even just out of the movies we've seen. This has probably one of the most gruesome child deaths I've seen in a long time. I would agree if it weren't for the fact that you can obviously tell that it's a mannequin. See, I I thought I thought that after the fact, but when I was watching it, I wasn't expecting it. So my mind didn't like look to pick out that it was a mannequin oh yeah you know don't, yeah don't get me wrong the first time like i i saw it and i was like oh my god and like back I, and rewatched it I, well, actually yeah because I, <laughs> I i i saw it and i was like oh my god i can't believe they just did that but then i was like i was like they really killed a kid <laughs> then I, well then then my mind kind of went back to it and i i it, it's 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 almost like that scene and that f- stupid Tom Cruise movie where he plays a where he plays a samurai. I think it's called the Samurai. As oh, if Tom yeah, Cruise could ever actually be the a last, sam- the last samurai. The last yeah, samurai. Yeah. Where it's like it, where it's like it happened, and then and then and then my mind caught up, and I was like, wait a second, I think I saw some weird shit in there. So I rewound it, and you can tell it's like a really bad mannequin. Because it actually See, st- I, it starts to fall off the bike before it gets hit by the car. Oh, does it? Yeah. I didn't go back and rewatch it. I just watched it for what it was. But like when you're not expecting it, though, <laughs> no, and it you're not crazy. paying attention that it's a mannequin, it's like, holy oh, shit. You God. literally see the... You literally see the, the the body get crushed under the tire. It's yeah. just like, holy shit. Yeah, it was fucked. <laughs> and then we're going to jump around here. At the very end, there's a scene with like a hours old newborn baby yeah that i that listen you can tell me that i'm wrong all you want looked so incredibly real it did it was weird that it was almost that it was almost like frustrating to watch because it was like yeah holy shit like 
I've never seen a newborn baby be treated that way in a movie. Like they were yeah. holding it. The, the, the guy was holding it by its feet at the top of like a, like a, a top of the hospital building. And like over the edge, and it's pouring and then drops down, it. and it's pouring down <laughs> sheets of rain. He doesn't drop it. What are you talking it's, about? It, well, he, well, no, he, well, he does. Oh, because, I guess he uh, does. He let go shot. of it, yeah. and then the other guy very violently it. grabs it by the leg. <laughs> it's so fucked it was, up, it dude. Was, it was John. John does it, but yeah, <laughs> I just I was watching this. And I was like, oh, I, I clearly I know this isn't a newborn baby. Otherwise, no, there's it, a lot it, of laws really, being broken here. It, it really, but it like, really looks real. Was it animatronic or am I crazy? Like, I actually feel like I saw it was the moving. The face was yes. moving and shit. Yeah, dude, everything that was, crazy. was. Yeah, it was. What if they really did just use a newborn <laughs> baby? <laughs> oh my god, it was. No, it, we, no, it was. It was animatronic. Oh, I dude, was talking about. It was. It was in, like in I, Switzerland, the newborns don't have. <laughs> rights <laughs> uh, that's accurate actually um yeah, no dude i that that was fucking weird so here yep. hold on i i i do have some like i want to get back to the the writing of this movie because like a mo- uh-huh. like what sets a movie like this apart from a movie like seven aside from the fact that some of the acting was corny is the yeah. writing sure one of the biggest i it it happened within the first 10 minutes of the movie and it drove me fucking okay. nuts. Uh-oh. So they show up to the first crime scene, and the dude's missing his right arm, and it looks really badass and everything, and he's got the burns on his neck from the taser and stuff. Mm-hmm. And they're, they cut to, uh, they're at the ME's office, the medical examiner. examiner yep. And he's doing the autopsy and blah, blah, blah. And he, and he says, oh, I, I don't even think I wrote it down word for word here, but he goes... Um, uh, he goes. They're they're like uh, like they're talking like did he did he have the arm did he lose the arm when he was alive and it's like yeah he was unconscious at one point but he woke up at some point and that's when they removed the arm because you can tell by the level of endorphins and stuff and and adrenaline mm-hmm. in his blood and then he goes he goes but here's the thing this arm was mo- removed with surgical precision. He goes. This guy knows what he, this guy knows what he's doing. It was removed with surgical precision. Precision. He's not. Uh, this guy's no Jack the Ripper. Mm-hmm. And I go. You're a fucking medical examiner. You should know that Jack the Ripper killed his killed his 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 victims with with surgical precision, precision yeah. because yeah. in all likelihood he was a surgeon. So not only is that bad writing, but it's also or a, or a butcher, but so, somebody that knows how to do it. Yeah, he was more than likely a surgeon because he had a. Yeah, I mean that's a whole other topic. It's a whole other topic, to, a, a whole to, other topic yeah. to get into, but he was more than likely a surgeon. But he, but the, but the cuts that Jack the yeah, Ripper used were I of didn't... surgical precision because he knew what he was doing. You're a, you're a medical examiner. You should know this, dude. And, yeah, I and didn't, also, uh, I and didn't, also, I didn't, and also, and then go outside of the fact that you're a medical examiner, go outside of the character, go to the writers of the movie. You're writing a movie about a dude who's killing people with surgical precision. Do a little bit of research and find out what the hell Jack the Ripper actually yeah. like how he killed. I was like, you just lost me. Yeah, I didn't That's pick it. up on I'm that done. right away, but you're, but you're absolutely right. Um, the thing that got me, because you're talking about the first 10 minutes of the movie, the very first, 
I felt like the very beginning of this movie was rushed a lot. Yeah. But at the by 14 minutes into the movie, you're already on your second victim. That's re- I, uh, I timed it. I don't feel that's like that's really fast. I don't feel like that that's was that crazy. super fast. I no, don't know. I, I thought it was. I bet you go back and go back and look at seven. I bet it's the same thing. I just wish. I just wish. Not that there to was keep a comparing more, this to seven, but I just. I well, feel like there's a little bit of a parallel. You know what I mean? I just wish that there was a little bit more character development before you got into the thick of the story. That's all. Like between because you really didn't know what was going on between you know. Uh, between John and Andrew, you know what I'm saying? Like you did learn over time throughout the movie, yes. Yeah. But like you, they, they kind of just threw you into their relationship, and you really didn't know what you were watching at first. Um, yeah. Which is fine. Well, which is time. fine to watch it on multiple viewings because you already know who they are, so maybe it would make more sense. But like as a first time watcher, I just wish that they would have just introduced the characters maybe just a little bit more. Once Before they got, throwing I, you into the fire. I guess I didn't have too much of a problem with that because once they get back to the precinct, the, the conversation that they have with the captain sort of lays that all out. But yeah, that in itself true. seemed a little bit contrived too. Like he, like they were, it was written in a way so that it was letting you in. Because I don't, like if Prudhomme had already been there for a few months or or a year or something, would the mm-hmm. captain really need to say something to him? Like, you know that the rest of these guys out here don't even like you, and that Hollingsworth is the only guy who's willing to work with you? Like, that, he wouldn't say that, you know? You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, like it, That would already that's... be well established. So it's it's kind of like, it seems that's true, pretty forced to me. Speaking of speaking of nobody liking him, there's, there's a scene where John is, like, halfway through the movie where John is trying to, like, act a little bit differently because he realizes that people don't like him and almost seems like he's trying to turn over a little bit of a new leaf and be more sociable. Yeah. And he walks up, he walks up to a group of people talking about somebody getting hit by a bus. <laughs> I laugh. He doesn't, he, he doesn't know what they're talking about. <laughs> and so he just lets out this horribly stupid Christopher Lambert laugh. <laughs> I laughed so hard at this part because he so like, one of the most emotional scenes in the movie had just happened. Like him and his wife, their their marriage is falling apart because he's wrestling with the death of their kid and he's and and they're having marriage problems because he's focusing too much on his work. And then literally ten seconds later he's walking it's like the tone changed all of a sudden. Like he's walking in yeah. and he overhears one of the guys going one of the guys played by Rick Fox, by the way. Um he hears him going, yeah, and then and then he says to me like, "We just got back together," and she gets hit by a bus, and he just goes, <laughs> <laughs> and you know what I, you know what I thought he was doing at first, I thought he was trying to signal his uh, his presence, and be like, "Hey guys, that's pretty fucked up that you're talking about people getting hit by buses in front of me because my son got killed by getting hit by that's a car." What- that's what you would think, but I don't think anybody there knew that his son got hit by a car, though. Oh no, no, I think was... every, no, I think everybody knew that. But the thing is, is like that's what I—that's the angle I thought they were trying to take with the character at that point in time. So I thought that it was going to be one of those like, "Oh, sorry, John, we didn't see you standing there." Like that's, a, and so, and instead it goes, it goes back to him, and it's almost like a comedy moment where he goes, he goes. 
oh, was that not a joke? And they go, no, <laughs> my 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 uh, brother's girlfriend got hit by a, a bus. Oh, I thought that was a joke. And then him and Leland Orser walk <laughs> off and they laugh with and each other laugh. for like another two minutes. I'm like, this I is so like off tone from the rest of the movie. But I also feel that's something like me and you would do if one of us walked into a conversation like that and laughed at somebody's like oh. unfortunate happenings. We'd walk away thinking it was funny too. And oh, for is. sure, yeah, definitely. <laughs> um, it just seemed like in this movie, I was like, that would have been putting like a fucking knock knock joke in the middle of seven. You know? Yeah, like, there was. It, just... it was scenes. It was scenes like that though, and there's there's a couple other scenes like. It's like you have the very serious tone of the movie, and then these other things happen. Like, at that, there's the there's the one scene where his wife's uh, friend gets uh, or gets, sister. I think it's his, or I thought it was his best friend. I thought it was huh? her best friend. I uh, thought it was just her best friend. Oh, well, okay, maybe I don't know. I, well, I can't remember. Regardless, and G- actually, it might not even about have Jenny, been. Right? Yeah, and I'm actually I might be thinking of the wrong kill scene when this happened. But there's a scene <clears> where he <throat> finds somebody. No, it was the guy I think with the leg cut off. That's what it was. He goes up to the guy. Uh, he interrupts uh, the th- like third or fourth victim, whoever it was. He interrupts it, and so the uh, the killer has to run away, and yeah. he leaves the dude with missing a leg, just like lying there bleeding out. And he goes over to it, and he's like trying to put pressure on this guy's gaping missing leg wound, and yeah. there's blood just spraying into his face the entire time. And he's <laughs> like, just he's just going <laughs> no 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 God no. <laughs> like this is this is this is the Tommy Wiseau part of Christopher Lambert's uh, like acting chops. No, like no, I did not do it. I did not. I did this not hit so her. This bullshit. I did not. The other thing, the other thing that um, this movie doesn't have going for it. I think we're talking down on it a lot, even though I loved it. Um, <laughs> I didn't love it. it I, this, I thought it was. This movie was right. way. This movie was way too 90s for its own good, especially when it comes to the cinematography. Oh, dude. It was nauseating that at fucking, some times. That wavy effect, like yes. the wavy camera oh. fisheye effect. That it, I had to look away. I had to look away from the screen a couple times because it was that, literally making me nauseous. That effect was used in so many 90s thrillers, and as far as I'm concerned, it only worked with one, and that was Fallen. The Denzel yes, Washington because, movie that we, but we they did didn't, for the show. Yeah, but Fallen because didn't because you were seeing inter inter intercut it. <laughs> it was <laughs> I, the reason the reason it made sense in Fallen is because it was kind of it, it was when you were seeing the point of view of the demon outside mm-hmm. of it, a corporeal made body. Sense. It made sense for it to be seeing this like weird wavy and effect and the diff and the difference was is that in fallen it wasn't extreme close-ups on everything and it, the 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 scenes weren't cut at rapid fire succession oh, geez, yeah that also made everything completely disorienting yeah yeah so you put these rapid fire cut scenes <clears throat> of a lot of extreme close-ups all together back to back and then you put this wavy effect on them yeah and like seriously it's like i i, I was getting nauseous watching mm-hmm. it like these are the seizure inducing movies that your parents tell you about <laughs> when you're uh, when you're growing up yeah, it was um, bad. Other um, than that, though, like I said, I did like this movie a lot. Um, was, I would rewatch. I would rewatch this movie. Quite frankly, I I, 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 I liked. I it. enjoyed I th- it. I liked it. I thought it was pretty good. There was some other like cornball shit in it, like just um, examples of bad writing and stuff. Like there was, I hated the fact that they, <laughs> they they like this killer. So he didn't really. They hadn't really told 
the the press like why this guy was killing, mm-hmm. but the press knew that the guy was carving Roman numerals onto people. So I thought that they would have given him a, a cooler name than Numbers Killer. The Numbers. <laughs> like, that's dumb. And then he's sitting there trying to figure out... <laughs> One part that had me laughing so much is there was uh, a montage of him... A montage of him sitting there writing the numbers down from each of the crime scenes... Mm-hmm. Trying to figure out what they meant. <laughs> I know. And, I know. And about, he was just, the and, one. The one plus one equals two part. No, not even that. Like before he got to like to the point where he was actually <laughs> before he was like adding the numbers up, which that's hilarious. By the way, that he had to write down one plus one equals two. Uh, no, he's just sitting there going. He he's literally just going numbers, 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 <laughs> dates, 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 numbers numbers dates i'm like give it up dude you're not you're not gonna figure this one out numbers dates numbers numbers oh my god numbers i you know what i think maybe maybe i like this movie so much because it was it had a lot of the parts from movies like seven that i liked right that were done well yeah but then it also had parts where i could just laugh at it and even oh, though yeah. they're like kind of opposite ends of the spectrum, they sort of played well. Like it's just that kind of movie, you know. Like, and as a whole, I just found both sides of it to be extremely enjoyable. Yeah, yeah, you know? I I liked it. I I did like it. I thought uh, the concept was cool when they finally when they finally found the 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 body of Christ. Like that mm-hmm. was fucked up. Like it was yep, really crazy. Yep. Um, yep. Everything about it, like they never really. Uh, there was some did you figure out? Did you figure out who the killer was before the uh, reveal? Uh, yeah, yeah. I did from almost the get go. I, I was going to say I actually, I actually pretty early on I had a good yeah. idea of who it was, and it, it ended up being the right person. Yep. So, um, Father Cronenberg. Yeah, that <laughs> bastard. No, but, it was uh, not yeah. Father Cronenberg. Overall, yeah, I thought it was pretty cool. There was some other cool stuff that happened that I I could talk about, but I won't because we uh we should get I to Night see, of the Lepus. I want to see a remake starring David Boreanaz in the role of Christopher Lambert. <laughs> Yikes! Why? That's that's what I, I just do because he looks like him. I guess I kept seeing his <laughs> face in him, and I'm like, you know what? I could see like a made-for-TV remake of this starring uh <laughs> starring David Boreanaz. No, I want to see a remake of Mortal Mortal Kombat with David Boreanaz as Raiden. That's what I want to see. <laughs> you know what? I'm into it. You know what? David Boreanaz as everybody. How about that? He'll just he'll just play every role. <laughs> David bore my anus. Uh, all right, let's move on to Night of the Lepus. All right, uh, sorry about that. Uh, we had to do a quick cut just now. For the last uh, 10 minutes or so, I realized that I had uh, some crazy interference going on that unfortunately showed up in my actual recorded feed. So oh, no. If, uh, yeah, if you heard that, I apologize. Uh, hopefully it's fixed now. Uh, and if you didn't hear it, then just completely disregard this. And, uh, I, I don't go, apologize. Go about your life. I don't apologize. You know, you no. can't always have a... You, qu- you can't always expect a perfect, perfect <laughs> quality podcast. Like that's especially, that's that's you being your, that's you being spoiled, you know. Yeah, by, yeah. By, by Joe Rogan, stop. Be, listening. be happy, you're <laughs> stop, <laughs> stop, stop Joe li- Rogan. Stop listening to fucking Joe Rogan. <laughs> listen to you know, 
Middle America podcast every once in a while. Speaking of speaking of Joe Rogan, he posted a picture uh, today on his Twitter. He goes, "Look at this luxurious bitch walking through my backyard," and it was like just beautiful <laughs> links. Oh, like, really? Like an actual like links just Dude, strolling through his backyard. Yeah, that's radical. The lynx is my yeah. power animal. Mm-hmm. Do you have a Do you have a power little, animal? Little tippy, little tippy. Ears. Yeah. Do you have a power animal? Probably a garter snake. That's my, really? that's my power animal. Wow. I don't know. All right. No, I don't. I don't know that I have a power animal. I don't know. It'd do, probably do, be a snake of some sort. To do, be honest, do me, do me snakes, a favor but... right now. Do me a favor. Maybe that's why I always point out the dicks. Do, <laughs> do me a favor. Close your eyes. Trousers of snakes. Close yeah. your eyes. Now, okay, close. now, well, hold on. Open your eyes for a second and look at me. Okay. Uh, when You're you clo- mixed signals. when you when you close your eyes, put your palms like this into your eyes and rub them like this for for like five or six seconds and then take your hands away from your face and as the and keep your eyes closed and as the light kind of floods back into your eyes if you see an animal that's your power animal do it uh okay do it i'll count you down yep all right so like we're going for five or six seconds or so and i'm serious just the first thing you see and take your hands away. Keep your eyes closed. Do you see anything? <laughs> Do you see anything? What'd you see? Was the it only, a dick? The, no. <laughs> the only thing that came to mind when I was looking at the squiggles was one of those fucking stupid flying fish. <laughs> That's your power animal, dude. That's your spirit animal. Why am I a stupid flying fish? Uh, that's not stupid. Oh. That's a, no, that's that's why is that stupid, dude? Oh, maybe it was one of maybe it was one of those frilled geckos because they kind of look the same. Mm, it maybe could it be. I'd go more with the flying fish if I were you. Because think about it, you are you're the type of you're the type of animal who's not going to be told that you have to stay inside of its particular uh, box, if you will. Either that, or you know, they're telling like they're telling you you're a fish. You got to stay in the sea, and you're like, fuck <laughs> off, dude. What if I want to fly in the air for like seventy or eighty feet? You know. All right, I'll take it. I'll yeah, take that's it. cool. Mine is a lynx. When I when I do that, I see a lynx every single time. I have since I was a little kid. Or or mine was just the rejected animal from the rejected uh, Legends of the Hidden Temple team. <laughs> <laughs> we are the blue flying fish. The blue flying. <laughs> what were they? What, with purple monkeys, green. I don't. I don't remember. I can't remember. It remember. doesn't matter. Let's talk about Night nope. of the Lepus. Okay, Night of the Lepus uh, from 1972. This movie uh, is directed by a guy named William F. Claxton. Um, oh, I am recording. Okay, I thought I wasn't recording for a second. Oh God, okay. William F. Claxton. Um, <laughs> we would have lo- mostly. We would have lost all that fucking amazing power fish. animal <laughs> stuff. <laughs> Uh, he directed mostly uh, westerns, which makes sense if you if you have seen Night of the Lepus, of but also four episodes of The Twilight Zone. So hey, he's got a little horror cred, a little sci fi yeah, cred. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah but yeah. Uh, all right, here's the here's the, the the fantastic synopsis of Night of the Lepus. Giant mutant rabbits terrorize the Southwest. That's all you need to know, really. Period. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> this uh, this this fucking movie, man. Um, so uh, your big stars, this one's are going to be uh, Janet Lee. You know Jamie Lee Curtis's mother is in this. Of course, yeah. Uh, uh, a movie that she has uh, she has gone on record uh, as to saying that she has uh, um, she said that she has 
uh, tried to, she has forgotten as much of that. I'm sorry. She, uh, I can't talk. Wow. Right this is awesome. Uh, dude. She goes, she goes, I've forgotten as much as I could possibly forget about that picture. <laughs> that's, that's what she has to say about night of the lipus. Um, also, you have starring uh, Forrest, uh, DeForest Kelly, who plays McCoy in the original Star Trek. He's uh, he's like the main the main guy uh-huh. in this movie. Yeah. Um, who also looks who, <laughs> who oh, had who had the same emo haircut that we all had when we were in. Uh, he certainly like, did. Like two thousand. Certainly did. Like two thousand six. <laughs> and a sweet mustache, though. He did have a sweet mustache. A mustache. He didn't have a mustache. Yeah, that was him. Yeah, dude, that was that was DeForest. Uh, oh, DeForest Kelly, you're Kelly. talking about Elgin Clark. Oh, he yeah. wasn't the. I thought you were talking about uh, um, Doctor Gently's husband, Doctor Roy no, Bennett. The, no, no, that was Stuart Whitman. Um, who played him. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Stuart Whitman yeah. was the one who had the the emo haircut that we all had in 2006. Correct. Correct. Yes. Uh, yeah, Elgin Clark though uh, De- uh, DeForest Kelly had a sweet mustache. He did have um, a sweet mustache. Here's here's the best way that I can sum up this movie. It, I want to give you the quickest rundown of the plot of this movie ever. Uh, the Southwest is being overrun by rabbits, and uh, the one the one uh, the the rancher he doesn't want to use cyanide because he's an environmentalist. What do you mean so the one rancher? This... That was Rory Calhoun. Is it, yeah, Rory Calhoun. Well, it was that was that's the actor's name, Rory Calhoun. Yeah. Was he big in westerns or something? I didn't recognize him. He was just big all over the place, mostly in was the pants. Okay. Mostly in the pants, but uh. <laughs> <laughs> I did not. I did not recognize him. So, um, anyway, though, he goes to this uh, this this couple who are like researching how to basically uh, use bats uh, bat sounds to get rid of insects. So they think that maybe he can have some sort of a you know a much more environmentally friendly way of getting rid of the rabbits. So of course he gets a bunch of rabbits and starts animal testing on them, <laughs> which didn't make a whole lot of sense. <laughs> and uh, they're stupid dogs. What if we pump them, do- pump them full of a bunch of hormones and shit? Yeah. Well, their their daughter grows fond of one of the rabbits and uh, dooms everybody by switching one of them because she's an idiot. And uh, the local boy decides to be... I was very confused about this, this this local boy. He's such a dick to her, yet right after he basically throws her pet rabbit away, she just goes riding with him. <laughs> like, she didn't really care at all about the rabbit after making such a big deal about <laughs> wanting this rabbit. <laughs> it's it was very strange. A, it, was a, it was a dick move, but a horse is a horse, you know? Of course, of course. Um, like, but it sucks that you let my rabbit go, but yeah, I'll see a horse if you want to show me one. You know? That's fair. That's fair. Um, it's kind of like yeah, on, so th- it's kind of like on Tiger King. Like, no, I'm not gay, but twenty cats is twenty cats. <laughs> <laughs> meth is meth. Twenty big um, cats is twenty big cats. Um, so this this mutated rabbit gets left out, gets let go, and starts reproducing like crazy. And uh, the mutation is that they grow into like bison-sized rabbits and yeah. these cute adorable fluffy rabbits are just overtaking the entire southwest They're so cute <laughs> whoever thought that a killer rabbit movie would be good is my hero that's all i'm gonna say because this movie's amazing and this movie's way more competently made than you would probably think given the premise uh, which i was a little bit shocked by well, I, yeah i had always i had always heard 
the worst about this movie. And I mean, it's not a it's not a great movie. <laughs> but well, no, no, not great. I'm not even, saying it's a great. But movie. But even when people show, even when people show clips of it, and they're like, like you know, like top top twenty bad movies or whatever, they always show the worst parts. But there's a well, lot of part. There's of a lot of parts of this movie that are not too bad. The they're fuck, only kind of shitty. The sound editing is awful. Um, did that's you definitely the, the worst the, part of it. Did you notice that the the sound of the rabbits whenever they're uh, galloping through areas, it's a combination of the sound of like a stampede and then the crazy machinery in Willy Wonka's Chocolate Factory? <laughs> Did you notice that? There's like the sound of every that, single time the rabbit. It's it's those two sounds and then that, yeah. it's those two sounds combined and then over top of it is just one adult male breathing through his nose. <laughs> just so me. Like, yeah, like, like, you, like, like you hear the stampeding sound, you hear the machinery sound, and then you just hear. Well, it's not even it's not even a machinery sound. It's like a it's like a real low pitch, like a Oh, you're ta- oh, you're talking about the thing that makes the uh I, it's the jawbreaker, the, 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 the everlasting, everlasting gobstopper. gobstopper. Yeah, yeah. It's that sound <laughs> that is underneath the rabbits. <laughs> it's so weird. Yeah. Who thought? Who thought that a sound like that was what needed to go underneath giant mutant rabbits? Not to mention, it ruins like any any sense of suspense in this movie because that everything cuts. That little music, when that sound comes, that little musical cue always happens before the rabbits show up. Mm-hmm. So you're like, oh, okay, the fucking rabbits are about to show up. Like I don't, I don't need to guess at what's gonna happen next because I know already. So, here's here's my my best description of this movie. Right as I was watching it, bear with me. It's a very interesting description, but I said this movie is as is. If Tremors was made in the 60s, but they lost their effects budget and couldn't have worms, so they went with rabbits instead. But then they lost faith in the entire project and ended it like an old Hong Kong Godzilla movie. <laughs> uh, what? That That's what it felt like to me. Like the whole first half of the movie, it almost felt like Tremors. Like they're all out there, a bunch of ranchers. I guess they got sort these of like underground the, yeah. things or whatever. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. It and and they're all trying to fix the problem themselves by blowing it up and all this stuff. It was very tremors almost, only with giant rabbits instead of giant worms. Uh-huh. But then halfway through the movie, you suddenly get like the military police involved, and they're electrocuting this big thing using the 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 the, the railroad tracks, but using like the electrical grid. It's exactly what they did in Godzilla to kill Godzilla. <laughs> like it like switched B movies all of a sudden. Like it was mm. such a weird thing. And then also, I'm sorry. But um, but Forrester Kelly, I could not stop seeing Ron Swanson oh, whenever dude. he was on screen. Absolutely, he looks exactly <laughs> like Ron Swanson. It's creepy. It was Ron Swanson if Ron Swanson was cast to play Charles Bronson. Yeah, yeah, dude, totally. Because and now I want to see a remake of this starring Ron Swanson. Because the first <laughs> that's time all I want because the first time he walked up onto the when uh, when Doc Roy Bennett and his wife and his kid were uh, catching bats 
to record their sounds, which he puts them in a box and shakes them. That's such a good I know. Move. Um, hey, he's an he, environmentalist, man. Come on. <laughs> try, trying to save these motherfuckers. Um, Make sounds, you assholes. <laughs> when when Elgin first walked up onto the mountain, I thought it was uh, um, Charles Bronson at first. I was like, oh, it shit, looks was... exactly like him. But then when they were like doing that, when they were setting the dynamite charges and stuff like that, I was like, well, damn it. If he doesn't look like Ron Swanson, that's so weird. <laughs> it's, it's the mustache. It's gotta be almost, the mustache. almost like a, a, like a younger version of Ron Swanson though. Yeah. Cause it's, he was it's skinny. super weird. It's super, it's super weird. This, this whole movie is super weird though. Um, like they try to make these cute rabbits, which every single one of them just look adorable. Like I want to pick them up. Yeah. And what they what they what they did to make them look all snarly and crazy is they would smash ketchup into their faces to look like blood, so that they could just eat it and it wouldn't be a big deal. But how did they? And, how did they? Because there were times where they would just have camera. Uh, uh, they would just have rabbits sitting, sitting there, just like baring their teeth. That's how did they get them to do that? That's what rabbits look like when they yawn. Watch yours long enough and get down from that angle. It's exactly I, what they look like when they yawn. I saw her yawn yesterday and it was adorable. But these rabbits would do it for like sort of an extended extended period of my, time. Like, my rabbit my rabbit used to yawn for a good good click yeah. when, when she used to do it. Because I right. used to think that it looked creepy. The reason that I say that and I know that is because I used to think that it looked creepy too. You see her big fucking teeth kind of hanging out and <laughs> like I used to think that it looked actually creepy. So when I saw that on uh, on there and it was actually backed up by some of the stuff that I was looking up is that's how they actually did it. Yeah. Is um is they got shots. They used the same shots of the rabbits over and over <laughs> and over. They it didn't matter did. where they were in the southwest, the rabbits were always running through the mountains. Uh-huh. Or they were always coming out of one hole yeah. <laughs> like every single time. <laughs> And I love the I love the fact that to to make them look to make them look huge, they just slowed the footage down. They so, slowed the footage so down. So it was so it was the slowest it was the slowest takeover ever. I'm like if if the rabbits are actually running at the speed that they're showing on film, just run away. Cause they're <laughs> they're only they're only going like a mile an hour, you know? Like you could just not very you could fast. literally just walk away from them. You should be fine. I love how they're portrayed too. Like these these rabbits are are portrayed almost like the lions in Ghost in the Darkness. Like they're on the outskirts of town and like they're just close ups on their faces. And yeah. like you're you're supposed to think that these are these bloodthirsty <laughs> bunny rabbits. Like it just <laughs> It doesn't work. No. Like who thought this was a good idea? Which speaking of the idea, I was reading now, the film was originally entitled Night of the Lepers, and it was about zombie-like lepers and a mass plague, which would have been in poor taste, I think, uh, especially to the leper community at that point in time, but I digress. Um, it was And it was riffing on the success of Night of the Living Dead. Unfortunately, the executives at MGM who first read the script was eating dinner and spilled wine on it, confusing leper for lepus. Really? Uh, and then when he joked to his teenage daughter about a film with killer rabbits, she loved the idea. So then they commissioned the script to a bunch of script writers to rewrite it <laughs> with replacing lepers with lepus. <laughs> Hollywood, baby. <laughs> your fucking, <laughs> your big idea comes from the fact that your 
teenage daughter thought it was a cool idea. Listen, I'm for one, I'm happy that it happened because otherwise it would have just been a real, another shitty zombie oh, yeah, movie that would yeah. have been forgotten about. So I am happy it happened. You know, you're talking about yeah, how they sure. made the, the bunnies look so big <laughs> or whatever. They, I will say this, the use of miniatures mm-hmm. in this movie was, was exceptional, like really good. Yeah. I thought, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Not always, because sometimes as the rabbits are running by, you can literally see the entire set shake. <laughs> like, well, the idea was are, that uh, I, it kind that kind of makes sense though, because the idea was that they were such a huge horde of giant bunnies that they were like a a stampede. They were making the whole ground shake, you know. Yeah, I guess so. I guess so. Um, yeah, <laughs> but that was the that thing. was good it was like, though. It was like every I, you couldn't really. You could like every time they would attack somebody, I was just like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> like even if you were being attacked by a giant bunny, you'd just be like, oh god, it's so adorable. <laughs> <laughs> uh, speaking of the attacks, the um, I love how the uh, uh, who was it? Was it the the medical examiner or somebody? They were basically saying they're they're trying to figure out. Was I doing this? <laughs> they were they were trying to figure out like what could have caused this because they didn't know that there was gigantic freak mutant rabbits running around yeah, yet. Yeah, yeah. And the guy's like, the only thing that could make this kind of damage is a saber tooth tiger. <laughs> <laughs> of all the animals that you could possibly choose, why would you choose a saber tooth tiger? Well, I think he like, was making. It couldn't a have com- been a regular tiger. It couldn't have been a lion, right? No, I, th- I think he was I, making. I think he was making a comment on on. This is something I've never seen before because the only thing that could ever do something like this is a saber tooth tiger. Like he wasn't saying, like there's a saber tooth tiger running around. As if he has firsthand knowledge of how a saber tooth tiger does anything. <laughs> Listen, man. <laughs> he, he. I just thought actually, that was absolutely ridiculous. I was I was gonna make the excuse that anybody who has the internet knows what the bite the bite mark of a saber tooth tiger is, but uh, <laughs> this was 1972, and also there was no internet. And also, it's 2020 right now, and the statement that I just made might not actually apply to everybody. I know what the bite mark of a saber tooth tiger looks like because I'm a dork and I look that kind of shit up. But maybe not everybody does that because they're too you know busy looking fair. at Pornhub. That's you that's fucking, actually totally fair. You fucking delinquents. I, f- I, go, I feel like that's a personal attack. Go look at Tiger Bites instead. I feel like that was a personal attack against me, so I'm just going to let that slide. Why is that um, a... No. The no, porn... because I was... Chances chances are I was looking at Pornhub. Oh. <laughs> no, I, I just... No, that's, that's literally just because I think that's what 90% of the people on the internet are doing. Well, hey, dude, you can't, you, dude, you can't trust Pornhub anymore. By the way, Why? you heard about all that crap? No, what's... about how like, there's all this, this, all this stuff going on about how they had a whole bunch of like underage chicks or whatever on the on the site, and yeah, uh, yeah, yeah it, was, it was like a big deal. It's like I don't even, I can't, you, what is the world coming to when you can't even trust? <laughs> Wholesome you porn sites. Can't even for, trust for, the porn for, sites anymore. <laughs> Come on. Come on, you guys. Like you were our you were our last hope for humanity. Luckily <laughs> luckily I have like seven or eight backup sites sometimes. There you but, go. Um, there you go. It's always good to have a backup plan. 
I think my favorite part, there's really not a whole lot more to say about this movie. No. Um, I think my favorite part, though, about the entire movie was the ending, where they tried to make this giant climactic ending by just layering as much footage on top of each other as they possibly could to make it look chaotic, <laughs> and then add, like, sparklers underneath it to make it look like electricity. <laughs> the, part, the part at the end where the Transformers are exploding... They literally just set firecrackers on top of the Transformers <laughs> and lit them. <laughs> that was so good. I love it. <laughs> I love it so much. <laughs> this this flick is is incredible. Everybody should see it just because it's it's so fun and stupid and have have a couple ten beers and enjoy the hell out of it. Well, that, that's, that's there, all I can there's say. There's the thing is like I wish we could have watched this together and had some drinks while we were doing it because I will say that this movie on your own it's a little boring. I feel like I see. I didn't. I actually didn't find it boring. That's what I was saying earlier when I said that it was like competently made. I didn't actually find it boring at all. I find it. It moves. It moves. It moves pretty slow as far as i'm concerned um but if you're with a couple of your buds and you got a couple of brewskis in you i think you'll have a good time watching this movie absolutely i mean hell uh was it mystery science theater did it you know so if you want to watch it that way you can watch it that way like there or riff tracks i think it was it was like the post oh i'd love to watch it that way yeah they've um they've done it i know for that uh for a fact so yeah i don't know Oh, sorry. Yeah. One last thing: the ADR is terrible in this oh, movie. Oh God, it's so bad. It's, it's as like bad every as the line sound too. <laughs> it almost seems like every line was ADR. Mm-hmm. The whole movie, I think, was ADR. Well, and, and it's like, almost like you could tell when they sw- like they'd be in one. They'd be in one scene. Within one scene, you could tell when they had separate ADR sessions. Oh yeah, absolutely. And they didn't bother checking the settings to see what they had their settings at. At the previous ADR setting, if you were at the if previous you were doing, ADR session, if you were engineering the ADR for the Killer Rabbit movie, would you really care either? <laughs> it was, it was yes, probably because I, I put my whole heart into everything, Mike. You know that it was probably the equivalent of the guy that recorded my first band's second record. We paid <laughs> like all this, we paid all this money to go to a, a classy studio, and the dude passed out drunk at the board at least five times. Russ, Bell? that's what this. Yes, that's what this ADR session was probably like. <laughs> Did he? He passed out drunk at the board. Oh yeah, yeah. We were there. We were there for a week and a half uh, recording, and he passed out drunk. I would say he f- straight up fell asleep at least two or three times, but he was drunk. I would say seventy five percent of the time. In the middle of takes. Oh yeah, <laughs> our our bass player would would our bass player would record a thing, and he would stop playing. Because he knew he messed up, and the guy would go, "All right, that was awesome, great, let's move on." Like this guy wasn't even listening or paying attention. It was it's, it was incredibly stupid. It's <laughs> oh, awesome. That's why your recording so. sounds so good from back then. Yeah, I know, right? Right. Um, so, speaking of recordings, I I do got to mention something. We said last week that we were going to play the Crocs with Socks song. At the end of the episode, and we didn't. I didn't know if you there's did a, or not because I didn't listen to well, the episode. There's a reason for it. Yeah. So I was talking to uh, the architect yeah. the other day. Yeah. And he has a version of that song that neither one of us have that actually has a chorus on it that we recorded a long time ago. It's so ba- I'm waiting on it's Jay. Bad, though. 
I haven't heard it in a long time. I remember what it is. It's bad. Okay. Well, he was going to get that to me, and I was going to use that instead because it's a more finished version of the song. But one day, one day you guys will hear it. Yeah. We'll do another Killer Croc episode at some point in time. Because there's so many Killer Croc movies. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, boy. Anyway, uh, I think that's pretty much it, huh? Happy, happy Easter, everybody. Happy Easter. Hope you're all staying I, safe out there and staying healthy. Yeah. It's a weird time, so happy, happy quarantine-ster. Quarantine-ster. Quarant- quarantine Easter, yeah. quarantine Easter, quarantine, yeah, quarantine Easter. Quarantine Easter. It's like corn It's like corn keister. It's when you. It's when you get ass when you're in quarantine. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, that will do it for this uh, this week. Yeah, uh, if you want to find us on social media. At any point in time, you can find us on Instagram, Facebook, and SoundCloud at The Buzzed Kill Podcast. You can find us on Twitter at The Buzzed Kill PC. You can find us on all major streaming uh, podcast places. I mean, clearly you've already found us. You're listening to us. So tell a friend. Tell two friends. Don't tell three because then you're you're pushing our luck. But yeah, you know, tell two yeah that just seems a bit excessive. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to, uh, hey... If you're if you're locked up in quarantine right now and you want to uh, you want to listen to a good book, actually, Night of the Lepus is based off of a book called, if I'm not mistaken, called. Uh, I, I I'm not joking about this either. I'm pretty sure it's called Night of the Angry Bunny, or Night of Night of the Angry Rabbit. I think Are you sure? Because that would be because that would be contradictory to what I said about how this movie was made. Why? What'd you Dude, say? Because it was because it was supposed to be Night of the uh, Lepers. Oh well, then yeah. So are you, you sure? Yeah, so are you we m- sure? Yeah, you might. I I'm pretty uh, sure that that's what I read earlier. But anyway, I smell I smell a correction. <laughs> I smell a correction. This is going to be a big fat one. But uh, if you want to if you want to listen to a good book while you're in quarantine, you can head over to our audible trial link audibletrial.com slash the buzzed kill podcast you get a free 30-day membership also one free credit for any book in the entire library that you want if you cancel the membership at any point in time within that 30 days you still get to keep that book so it's a great deal go on over and get yourself free book baby let's be honest we're going to be locked up for a lot longer than 30 days so uh make some use of it so you get a big long book get it Get, get it. That'll get, last you for a long time. Get it. It's 45 <laughs> hours and it's well worth the listen. So uh I think that's it, Mikey. That is it. Next what, week, next week on deck we have the Rosemary's Baby compare, compare contrast. and contrast, huh? Okay. So, yes sir. So, uh I'm excited to watch it. I've been wanting to watch the remake for a long time, so I'm excited to finally dip into it. Right on. Right have on. you seen the you've seen the original, right? I have, yeah. Okay, yeah, the yeah. original's great. Love it. Yeah, I've never seen um, the uh, the remake. I actually don't even know if I knew that there was a remake, to be honest with a you. A lot of people don't. A lot of people don't. I actually found it on a whim. I actually didn't know it existed until I actually found the physical copy of it, and I, I picked it up, and I've been wanting to watch it, and I love Zoe Saldana. She's a great actress, so I've, I've been Not to, to mention it she's fine. Mm, she's okay. Well, okay. Well, I guess agree <laughs> to disagree. <laughs> All right, James. All right, bud. Uh, Hey, till next time. Till next time. Cheers. Try to have a good night.